Hello and welcome to the Russell Peoria's podcast. We are back again. Um, Hollywood hangman Adam Pierce is late again. Um, apologies for that. Please like and subscribe. But um, whoever's got their um, headphones not plugged in, please plug them in because I'm echoing. I can hear myself. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So today I'm joined by the debuting Master P. Anna DeMarco <laughs> and the usual late suspect back up hangman. Um, we're going to do a bit of dynamite talk. We're going to do a bit of just general wrestling talk, really. There hasn't been too much explosive news happening over the past 24 hours or so. So, um, yeah, we're just going to get right into it, to be honest. Um, I'll start with you, Master P. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I thought dynamite was like, it was like pretty good last night. I didn't think it was like crazy good or anything. So, I'm excited to get into like, Maybe what was really good and maybe what was like not so great or, or blow away. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to t- talk some stardom too a little bit. If, if we get around to it, that, that should be enjoyable. Let's as well. go. That's yeah, right. We're, we're, That's we're right. definitely going to get into it. Uh, P, uh, I'm going to have to get used to that. P, I, I'm really glad you're here with us because uh, um, it's it's a very valued addition. I, I, I want to give you the floor almost to just introduce yourself to the people in terms of what you do. Because um, you are an esteemed member of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter and the Figure Four Online Service, and you cover all kinds of professional wrestling. So, Parker, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I've been uh, writing for the Observer. I do the um, I do the Dynamite re- reports, the AEW reports. I've been doing that for almost two years now at this point, which is like crazy. I think I've written more AEW reviews for the website than anybody else ever, which is kind of cool. Wow. Um, I'll just do like miscellaneous stuff too when they ask me. Like I did SmackDown a couple weeks ago, and I did I've <laughs> done blessed. like GCW and stuff like that. The SmackDown that I reviewed was the worst reviewed SmackDown in show history, um, so that was kind of cool. Um, uh, so that so that was great. And then yeah, just other stuff I do. Like I, I my big thing is the I do a, a Joshi podcast with uh, Scott Edwards, um, who's fantastic. Uh, that's on like Fight Game Media, which is kind of like a sister site to uh, the Observer. So yeah, that's kind of my uh, that's kind of my situation. There she is, and there's Anna, Una, Anna. <laughs> Anna, what's up? Anna. Hey guys, I'm back three weeks in a row now. Yeah, look at that. It's a, it's a three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is pretty I'm much. Excited. Yeah, at this point, your your locker is pretty much uh, cemented in in, in the Russell <laughs> Pierce locker room. Your name, you actually have a name tag now. Um, so your your spot on the pod is pretty much yours to to have whenever you want. So we're happy you're here, Anna. <laughs> Um, how are you doing Happy today? to be back. Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that the only reason I was late to getting ready was because I was so sure the hang was going to be late. That <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I didn't start getting ready until like 20 minutes ago. Because <laughs> I was so sure. But I, I'm here now. So. This is, this Look is at a, this negative influence that he's having. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, this is an insane, <laughs> insanely hilarious level of, of a lack of accountability. Frankly, the, the real reason is is you are adopting my amazing habits. Uh, um, you're, you're, you're gaining some hangmanism. And, and so um, the more people that come to my side, the better it is for me so that I get yelled at by Monty less. Uh, so this is great. I'm glad you're late, too. Uh, I'm, yeah. I, I am here personally. <laughs> Hold on a second. Something happened. So yeah, I, I do just say that I was overrated in the chat, so fuck you, but that's okay. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we got haters. The haters, yeah. Same person told Hangman to buy a camera. No. 
<laughs> probably right about that one, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, Hangman's obviously busy, I don't know, being unprofessional yet again. Um, so we'll start with Dynamite. Sorry, yeah, I, 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 I had to fight some robbers. Um, no, I'm here, I'm here. I, uh, Should we jump into Dynamite, Stroll? Right, 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 right away? You, you don't yeah. want to get into some of the miscellaneous stuff first, or...? Like what? Go ahead. Swing. He's good player. I, I, I wanted to have a 17-minute uh, conversation on Blake Christian, and then we can maybe segue that into some uh, some some discourse on, uh, you know, like Agles Colleglin or something. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. No, Monty, it's your show, man. Let's let's whatever you want to do, man. Let's let's just go with it, bro. Okay, then. Uh, yeah. AEW Dynamite should probably um, have pulled up the show of how it happened, but we'll just go around the main highlights. To be honest, obviously yeah. the main yeah. event being um, Yuta and Jericho, um, the big elite angle. Um, those I'd say were probably the two main takeaways. Um, even though it was a solid show, it wasn't the most, you know, headline writing show. You know, it wasn't the most mm-hmm. um, crazy eventful like some of the Dynamites do. That's probably going to be next week. But um, we'll start with the main Wait, event. What did way. you? Quite, quite, quite yeah, way. one of the more interesting AW names. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the Bash of the Beach they've done in Cleveland or wherever the fuck they've done that. Before. In, 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 like, in, like, in like January or February, it was like in the winter time, <laughs> and, and they, they just they did a Bash of the yeah, Beach, be, yeah, like, like beach break, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> insane. Oh yeah, I'll start with you, uh, P. What did you think of the Wheelie U uh, Jericho number one contenders stipulation kind of match? I, I thought they had a really good match. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm like such a big fan of Jericho even now. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think like reports of his um, demise have been like demise. kind of exaggerated. Uh, I, I think he's I think he's just like better than a lot of people give him credit for now, just because he's not prime like. 2009 Jericho or you know when people when a lot of people were like this guy's the best wrestler in the world um he's not going to be that anymore but I think he's fantastically entertaining and like pretty much every segment he's in and a great wrestler on top of that and he went you know back and forth with Yuta Yuta I love how they built up the and this was part if you watch the best of the super juniors this was even better with yuda mm-hmm. in it but they've built up that seatbelt cradle so well that's how he won almost all of his matches in the super juniors it's how he's been winning his matches in aw it's how he won at death before dishonor just a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. um and so when he got that near fall in jericho it was like oh wow he, he might actually he might actually win this match and be the number one contender so thought that was great near fall um uh, i never I, that was the only part where i thought jericho was going to lose maybe though uh, aside from that i was like yeah it's uh it's going to be jericho in that title match and jericho moxley is is a pay-per-view main event rematch so uh, i think you i think you got to look forward to that on on free tv yeah it's definitely a big match and uh jericho you know he not before especially before the kingston feud was getting like a lot of shit and uh mm-hmm. You know, it's some of it you could say was justified, but people were definitely doing too much with it, you know. Because um, yeah. everything has to be extremes on wrestling Twitter, you know. Someone's either absolute garbage, overrated, or, you know, they're underrated and, you know, they deserve yeah. this X, Y, and Z. So, um, you know, all hell, Jericho, <laughs> still oh the man. Uh, how how old is Jericho now? Though? He's, He's got like to be 51. Old. I think he's older than that, isn't he? He's not... he, he turned 50, sounds about, uh, I think 51 sounds right. Yeah, he's 51. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, he's still. Um, I think he was. He wasn't quite in the shape he was when he first came back from his illness and stuff. 
Yeah. And he's slowly, slowly yeah. <laughs> kind of uh but he's still he's still the man, he's still the man. But um it really was striking not like, the first Eddie Kingston match on pay-per-view. Like how good of shape he was in. It was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh shit. The match itself was tremendous. Yeah, the match was so great. It was so mm-hmm. awesome. Was. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I look, man, I to me, Monty, I said this to you well, a few weeks ago. Uh Jericho pisses me off because he makes me look bad. Like the, th- the thing about him is, uh, you know, he'll kind of slip into a feud that's just not so great, and it like he really just looks dead in the water. And then I say he's dead in the water, and then he just turns around and does like something brilliant, and I'm like, fuck. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and he does that more consistently than like any other active wrestler, uh, where like it just feels like he continuously revives uh, himself. And I'm not even talking about reinventions, like new gimmicks and, and names, like you know, all, all like the paymaker and all that shit. Like I don't really care about that. Uh, but I, I'm talking more so about like. Um, really just feeling like he doesn't have much to contribute as a performer and he's spinning his wheels. And then um, he just rediscovers something that really works for him. And, and I, th- I think that it's why he has the cachet he does to just have, you know, have freedom and kind of do things his way because um, he makes a lot of attempts, but more often than not, uh, he, you know, he strikes with something and, and it works and the JAS stuff and the Kingston feud and by extension Moxie and the BCC, uh, it's been it's been a strong program. It's it's pretty much been the backbone of AEW TV this year, especially in the absence now of Punk and MJF. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm digging all that stuff. The Yuta Jericho match was was like pretty good to me. I thought it was like pretty good. Um, Yuta's Yuta's a really good athlete. He is a good worker. Jericho just knows how to do big matches. You know what I mean? So like just the late match drama of the of the uh, of the uh, uh, walls of Jericho and just applying the submissions and that stuff like it's, it's just gonna work and be really heated and stuff like that so uh that was cool I enjoyed that the show itself uh I, I thought Dynamite was kind of uh it, it's weird because I don't think the show is bad at all but I, I it kind of felt like really standard to me you know like uh like yeah. a, like segment by segment match of the match like uh, <clears throat> it's funny Parker I I kept I caught up to the chat like when I got home and like it was just really funny like just seeing some of the stuff that was being said and I was watching the matches personally, right? And I watched them on Discord uh, when I got home. And and I watched Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal, for example, right? And I was like, yeah, that was, that was like pretty good. And I like check what the chat said about it. And they were like, I was seeing 4.5s. And I was like, wait, huh? like, wait, wait what? Like, I was like, wait, yeah. like, it, was, it was just fine, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of like that throughout the whole night. Like uh, when they gave like, you know, Matt Hardy and Christian like a four, I was like, I was like, wait, what? Um, but, but yeah, like with that said, though, I, I you know, I thought the show was like it, it was fine. It was like a, sta- a standard solid show. Um, it, uh, a more quiet takeaway that I have about it um, that isn't talked about as much is that um, I thought the women's match was very encouraging. I was really into the tag mm-hmm. match. I thought it got better and better uh, to the point where uh, you could make the argument, at least to me, that it was like the best wrestling match on the show. Um, and that's not really a common thing where the women's match on AEW's Dynamite is like the best match on the show. So uh, mm-hmm. kudos to them. Anna, what's your um, takeaway from the whole, you know, Wheeler you at Jericho and kind of like an overall quick take on last month's tournament? Yeah, I agree with Hangman. I think the women's match was really great, which is hard for me to admit because Britt Baker was a part of the match. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes against my instincts, but it was a good match. It was actually a good match. I'm the first one to admit when I'm wrong, and I was really wrong because I didn't want to see the match at all. But <laughs> I, I'm still I'm giving I'm giving more credit to Tony and to Jamie because I think they they're the best in ring of the four of them. 
Yeah. But it was it was a good match. It was a good match. And I, I do think the time slot helped because the, the public was really hot for the match from the start. And not only when the match started to go, you know. So I, I think everything helped and it was a good match. And I'm I'm even happier because in Battle of the Belts it's gonna be Thunder Rosa versus Jamie and not Thunder Rosa versus Breed again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it. In the Yuda match, I mean, I'm a Yuda girl. Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Alexia oh. and Charlie who are in the chat yeah. because, really, <laughs> yeah, we have a group chat where we just send pictures of little Yudas to each other. That's that's it's insane. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So so yeah. then would you? So then does 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 Willie Yuda get the bad bitch stamp? Of course. Okay. Yeah, he and Danny okay. are like. And they're the captains of the, of the team. Charts, you know? Got you. Yeah, me, <laughs> me, Park, me, Parker, and Hollywood have a group chat like that for sharing us. So. <laughs> 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 <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, really, I really like the match. Yeah, I think uh, they're they both did great. Yeah. I'm not really a huge fan of Jericho in this character, but I guess like the whole idea of his character is being annoying so mm-hmm. I, I guess he's he's doing a good job because mm-hmm. he really annoys me but <laughs> i think it was a good match <laughs> and i agree with parker also i thought that yuda was gonna win when he did the seatbelt cradle i oh. i'm so sure <laughs> but i think it was great and jericho versus mox makes more sense so i'm fine yeah, with cool. it. Yep. Uh, on the um on the women's match i think one of the things that helped it because i i agreed that that was like one of the better dynamite women's matches in a while um the every every Britt Baker match for like ever has just been so like heat centric in getting Rebel involved and getting Hater involved especially obviously in singles matches with Baker and and it usually leads right to the finish and to me that's just like terrible like I hate that in wrestling it's not enjoyable it's not like good heat to me um this there was like a little bit of it in the middle but the the final sequence towards the finish like this was a pretty much a clean win for Hater over Tony Storm getting that it was literally just Baker was able to move out of the way of a hip, uh, a hip attack and Hater hit hit the short arm clothesline and, and pinned her and so um I thought that was that's so much better to me like you can still do like heel heat with Rebel and stuff but it doesn't have to lead straight to the finish to me uh I, I thought that I thought that really helped things for me yeah it was um the kind of like the heat down moments of the match were kind of kept minimal you know um mm-hmm. As you know, as you said, Britt Baker kind of it's been a theme of her matches and at times it can be really brutal, you know, like especially <laughs> when especially when a lot of that heat, especially especially in um, pitch picture where she just snaps on a headlock and it's just like Yeah. <laughs> um she kinda of stayed away from it for the most part. There was a little bit of it in pitch picture, but like like I said, the down boring heat roll your eyes stuff was very minimal and it was a very nice match and the ending stretch was a uh, very good old for and to be honest i'd probably say it was my favorite match of the show um that's not that's nothing against the other matches for all the other matches was solid i didn't think anything was particularly blow away but i'd say this one popped me the most also mm. just the fact that um it's definitely worth pointing out because it seems like I'm one of the first people to point out the problems with AEW's women's division and how they're presented. It was very nice to see them, you know, in the first hour and, you know, brick baking, full entrances, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, man, more more of this going forward, I'd hope. Uh, Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa for the World Championship on Saturday, I believe, at Battle of the Bouts. Uh, that's definitely better than another brick baker match, as Anna said. Um <laughs> and Jamie, it's Jamie Hunt is great, man. So it's you know it's good to see her get a important singles match like this. Um, but yeah, man, 
Happy with it. I am happy with it because, like I said, the AEW women's division is definitely um... a point of contention, <laughs> yes. uh, a thing under heavy scrutiny uh, <laughs> regularly, something that's uh, a bit of a work in progress, uh, and all, all those things. I, what I want to say is um, uh, what I'm what I was kind of happy to see was that, you know, I, I, Anna, you remember I said this uh, a few weeks ago. Um, like the whole Jamie Britt, like, will they break up tea stuff? Like to me, it's taken so yeah. long that like I, I I mentioned how like I don't give a shit. And um, um, you know, it's one thing if I don't give a shit, but like if the fans don't give a shit, that's like a, a real problem. Um, but it you know, in that live crowd, like Jamie was super over, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so so that's that's an optimistic sign when it comes to the prospects of that of that program, because if you do the turn and they actually care about Jamie, then okay, you have something here. Um and, and 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 frankly, if, if if the fans care and I watch that as a viewer, it's gonna make me care. Uh, the other thing I want to say is, um, Monty, I made the mention about how like a lot of the recent Dynamite women's matches kind of felt like uh, when the Cruiserweights would come on on Raw in like 2017, where they felt they feel like super just disconnected from the rest of the show. Like the ropes yeah. just turned purple and they just wrestled for 10 minutes, and it's like it didn't even feel like it was part of the show. It's just a it's it's like the show paused for this thing, and. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it is just the, the placement of the match. This this felt like it was part of Dynamite. You know what I mean? It, it felt like it was it was uh, uh, one of the things in the show. Um, uh, a, a hilarious thing I want to point out is when I was watching this on Discord, I forgot what the card of Dynamite was. Like I didn't even remember it. So when I was just letting the matches happen, and I was getting surprised by the matches. And um, when when DMD came on the Titan Tron, like I, I said to Alexia, who I don't know if she's on the chat, I said to her, I was like, that, fuck, that's like a jump scare. Uh, I got like really just, like, scared, and and I I was like, God damn, I gotta watch a Britt Baker match. Fuck! And then she walks out, right? And then I said, I said, oh, I hate this girl. You know why? Because like, she's she's very frustrating as a performer, right? Um, but she's also simultaneously very attractive, and and I I don't like being disarmed like that. Like it really it really just bothers me. Like she came out, and I was like, damn, but she sucks. Fuck! Like and uh, but but to, but to her credit, to her credit, uh. Uh, Brit Brit was better than she normally is, and it's it's for all the reasons Parker mentioned. It's it's, it's just the match structure and the heat and that kind of stuff, and and so she kind of just melded in with what everybody else is doing, and she was totally fine. Um, so you know, there you go with that. Yeah, I feel the same thing towards Brit, but with hey, man, but with her I'm, I'm not I'm not a simp. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, because I think her outfits are so great. Yeah. She has like the best years in the roster for me, yeah. and it really annoys me because why, you know, she, <laughs> why can she be bad at everything? <laughs> I really and, and the, uh, her outfit matching with Jamie's yesterday, I think, was amazing. I really like yeah. it. I think they, it was some of the best years she's ever had. Like you know, you know, they look Jamie like especially they, yeah. they look like they're about to have a trios match at Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're wearing. <laughs> they're gonna have like a. <laughs> Do we have any um, predictions for any hot angles that are going to happen after or during the um, the Hater versus Thunder Rosa title match? Yes. Uh, so you guys are all talking about how like you're glad it's not Rosa and Britt, and I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but like that's not happening at Battle of the Bells because that's clearly going to happen like at a major show. Uh, they, they, there was a lot of teases in the match and just in the stuff leading to this and. Uh, you know, for better or for worse, uh, Thunder Rose and Britt Baker are clearly on a collision course for a third match. Um, and I'm going to presume that's an all out. Yeah. And for me, um, that, that feels like emotional assault. And 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 uh, I just, you know, I they, they, they've had success in the past, but I, I don't want to see that again. And and I it feels like just harassment and, and it's targeted. Um, 
it, it, it's not there yet, but you know what it feels like to me? In 2016, when Charlotte and Sasha were feuding, like the matches were great. But like I, for me, I was like tapping out. Like I was like, bro, enough. Like just enough. It felt like <laughs> like they were just like throwing that match up at me like over and over again. Like I got so sick of it to the point where I, it didn't even matter how good the matches were. And um, uh, Britt and and uh, and Rosa, again, it's not at that point. But I, I don't really want to see that right now, personally. Um, but it does look like we're headed to that, or if not that, uh, a three way of some kind. So so hopefully hopefully if, if you know what they do do is maybe just a, a rematch with Tony Storm and Britt and Jamie just have their match uh, maybe at the pay-per-view or something. Yeah, I, I, I would argue uh, that a little bit. I, I've enjoyed both <laughs> of the, uh, the the Rosa um, Baker matches, like a lot. They're, they're good. Um, the, the first one, like as much as anybody else, the second one, I, I was like, I really, really thought that was a great match and a lot of people didn't um that's like the only great stuff that i've I've thought baker has done (laughs) in aw but at the same time like i i I don't think it's been played out at all like maybe you could say the feuds have been Mm -hmm. uh, but i mean the third match in 18 months is not like it's not crazy to me Mm -hmm. um so uh yeah i mean i I wouldn't be opposed to that um i do think that they're they'd have to do like some crazy stipulation because they've already done unsanctioned and steel cage steel cage Um, so i mean they'd have to do something crazy what i think like if, if I was booking it, I would do a four way um, with the, just the four of the four women who were in the match. That's totally um, worse. And and even, even if Hater loses, like you can say that you know maybe maybe it's a uh, maybe it's like Baker tried to interfere, but she ends up like accidentally screwing Hater or something, and so she still has a claim for it. Um, I think a four way between the four could be like really good, considering a tag match was really good, uh, and it, it gives you know Hater an important match. It keeps Baker in the title program because AW really likes to do that and keep Baker <laughs> in the title program. Um, and uh, you know I think the Storm Rosa match was kind of. Uh, slapped on to forbidden door a little bit and so to to let them stay stay you know keep that going a little bit too uh, mm-hmm. would be interesting to me so yeah that's what i would do if i was in that situation i also just don't know of anybody else on the roster who i'd want to like heat up for this for this point i, I can't i can't think of any that's not in orbit of um the, t- the tvs stuff with the, yeah exactly that's uh, the with, thing with, like may- maybe Jane. athena maybe athena does her challenge and then fails and then she just decides she wants the the women's the women's title, mm-hmm. um, and then and then Statlander Cargill at the pay per view something like that. But that'd be about it. That's the thing. I, yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead I'm yeah. sorry. No, I, I was gonna say that I'm quite the opposite because I didn't like any of the Breeze and Roses matches together. Really? You didn't? You, you weren't a fan of the, li- yeah. the uh, lights out match? No, not, not really. I think like it was okay, but I mm. I don't think it was all that. You know, and the mm. Revolution match, the the singles match they did without any stipulation was just awful to me. I no. I think it was such a bad match. So I I don't want to see it happen again. But oh, a I forgot about the Revolution uh, one before the Steel Cage. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. good. Yeah, that was kind of ass. That was kind of ass. I can't yeah. Yeah, so oh, I, I think forgot about, about it. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then Rosa lost, and then like then they did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she lost clean, which didn't make any sense. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. okay, you know. So I think maybe a three three way or a four way because I what I want to see is Sony winning the title. Pure rules. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a crime. Britt Baker trying to do pure rules. <laughs> Yo, Britt Baker wearing pads and like <laughs> <laughs> dancing up like a criminal fighter. 
god. Know, so, yeah, I, I want to see Tony winning the title at All Out and then going to a field with Jamie Hayter because I think they would have great matches together. The, the match they had for the Owens Cup, you know, I think was really good and I think they can do better together. And so, but I, I far is the way to go for me. I feel you. I feel you. Should we jump to the big undisputed elite angle next? As that was clearly <laughs> probably the biggest thing on the show, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot was made of um Hangman Page's uh uh butterfly jeans, you know. Well, his, yeah, yeah. 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 A choice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> someone someone actually explained me the lore of that. Like there's apparently lore to that. I don't, I don't know if you guys are caught up with elite lore. Um but <laughs> apparently Heyman made a social media post about him blossoming or something. And and, and he's he's a butter. <laughs> he's, wouldn't that be a wouldn't it be yeah, whatever? That's like a, 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 a cocoon yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I, he's in the middle of a of a metamorphosis. And so uh the the, the mm. butterflies in his genes are are representative of the transformations that he's making emotionally. And so him reconciling with his old friends uh, and rediscovering the love that he's had for the young bucks is uh um, it, it, it's it's him finally becoming a butterfly again. Yeah, no, it, it's literally. I, I swear to God, I was in Discord and I'm like, why does he have butterflies in his jeans? And someone's like, yeah, you know, he, it was actually like based on like a social media policy made about like you're you probably know. messing with you. <laughs> that's, that's like, it sounds like parody, right? Oh, like, it like, <laughs> I, I've never watched a second of being the elite. Being the elite? No, yeah, yeah. They're they're probably gonna play like some like. You know, some song and like some sappy song. He's gonna like look in the mirror and like you know, you'll believe. I believe the only being elite I watched was the oh, the AEW announcement one. You know when they all check the phones. Mm. Do you remember, anyone remember that? Like it went around on Twitter as well. Yeah, like, yeah, I know what you're talking. They all check the phones and it's like double or nothing or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I remember watching that one. Uh, but that's we're, we're, I think the only one I've ever watched. Listen, so. listen. To- I, 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 did, I, I watched, watched the, the Brody Lee one, but that's yeah, like okay. I, like hardly yeah. counts. I, I I've watched every single one being the elite for like years now, and I I, I don't know anything about butterflies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we I go. Mean, yeah, yeah. I, I we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get a tranquilo club video with like the the big capitalized spaced out aesthetic letters saying like the metamorphosis of hangman page and like you know all that yeah 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 um regarding the the elite angle it's funny monty i i i swear on everything like the people who were in the discord can tell you i literally predicted this angle exactly adam cole comes out with the super elite and i literally say uh something's gonna happen here i don't know how he's gonna get there verbally but um, Undisputed is probably going to turn on the Bucks and either hang. I said, I said, either Hangman's going to make the save or Kenny's going to make the save. And, and I thought, like, maybe Kenny Omega is going to return and, like, you know, re- reform the trio. Or, and I literally said this, I said, Hangman's going to come out. He's going to save them, but then he's also going to be emotionally conflicted about it. And he's going to stare at the Bucks and, like, just feel really just conflicted and fluttery and his 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 his, his he's going to have butterflies in his stomach, no pun intended. And they're going to, like, kind of be weird about it and, like, you know, there's gonna be a bunch of sexual tension, and then he's gonna ultimately like not fully go all the way with his reconciliation with like the Bucks. Like he's gonna like want to hug them, but like not hug them, and then he's gonna walk away, and then like people are gonna like you know make the uwu face on like Twitter and stuff like that about it. So, and that's what happened. You know, Hangman came out, and like at the end of it, he's looking at the Bucks, and they're like, "Hey, man," and he's like, "Hey, <laughs> hey," and, like it's like are, are, we, are we friends now and it's like kind of i'll think about it and he kind of when i left the ring uh you know it's cool uh you know undisputed's on the shelf and so 
Uh, if Kenny can't make the trios tournament, Hungbucks is fine with me. Um, Kenny's making the trios final, bro. Like, so dude, then, if he is, Kenny's then, at all out at least. Like, if, if he is, and you know what's going to happen, right? We're going to get segments of like Kenny's going to be like, who, "Who's your real friend, Nick? Matt? Is it him or is it me?" And they're going to have to choose like who's their real buddy, and it's going to be real like you know. So I'm really interested to see like how Omega comes back, like what version of Omega comes back character wise, because mm-hmm. um. Because obviously he's going to be so fucking over as soon as he yeah. comes out. So like, do you do the heel stuff or like what do you he actually pretty, he do? He pretty much, he pretty much left as a baby face at that point. He like, he like, I don't remember the exact exactly how it went down because I was like, it's been nine months since he's been. He was yeah, all he was all like depressed, yeah. wasn't it? Like, yeah, he was, yeah, all he was just broken, like sad. beaten he was like, up. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, sorry, he was like, sorry guys, I have to take time off, and it was like it was like. Yeah, we wasn't healing anything up or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he'll absolutely. It's just weird. It feels like the Bucks and, and Omega are like made for that that trios uh, championship. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know. It, it'll be weird if, if it's not Omega or if he comes back. Like, if he comes back between now and the pay per view, I don't know. And, and he's not in that team. If it's Hangman in there, I don't know who, like, what his role is coming back. Like, does he have another tag team? Does he join the Good Brothers or something like that? Or um, I don't know. The but, devil lay in let me get a copyright blood. strike. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, if I can point something, yeah, I thought the angle was, I mean, it was like, I didn't think it was honestly that great. Like they just kind of, just kind of turned. They just kind of like turned on him. Like why did they? Like I mean, I guess we'll probably get answers. We'll get story time with Adam Cole or something, yeah, right. and he'll let us know. But there, there's like, there's no real reason to, right? I mean, I guess I guess aside from Cole losing big matches, like nothing that bad has happened. I don't know. Um, so that so that was kind of odd. Uh, and then the thing I, um, they were talking about it on Observer Radio today was just that like All Out is a month away and we have not started this trios tournament at all. Uh, so And we don't even know who's in it. We don't know the brackets or anything. And, and we won't know until next Wednesday at the earliest. Oh my and God. So, and so they need to like get on that because we if it's a 16-team tournament, uh, then that's... No way. Then that's 15 matches. If it's an 18 tournament, then that then that's um, what seven matches, which is doable, but still, um, yeah. So uh, and then they have like easily 16 trios teams on the roster. So that's kind of yeah. odd. Um, but yeah, I mean, people they're like hardcore AW fans who've been around from the beginning who who like eat up the elite stuff. Yeah, like big big fans of this because yeah. it's development and and it. You know, ostensibly leads to Omega coming back and um, and all that. But for me, it's it, I'm not really into that that much. So it was just kind of whatever. I'm more into I, I'm very into the idea of the Hung Bucks as a as a trios team, just in terms mm-hmm. of their, their wrestling. The wrestling, yeah. yeah. Mont- Monty says it a lot. Like uh, like he talks about how like uh, he loves the elite just as workers. You know what I mean? Like they're they're mm-hmm. tremendous. Yeah. Um, but like he's not crazy about just like the elite sad boy segment type stuff, you know. Yeah, that's always been my thing with it. Like literally, yeah. so as workers and stuff, like all They're the incredible. fantasy booking and stuff that you do match wise, like fires me up, you know. But mm. when it comes to the segments and stuff, like was it last week when like Hangman and the books kind of like, bumped into each other and just kind of looked at it, like what the fuck? Happy that, birthday! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was fine as a little bit, but like social media was like, oh my god. 
Um, about the angle last night, I'm not sure what it was, but there was just something that just lacked that impact in the turn, you know? So, like, to go to the Ricky Starks and Hobbs one, when Hobbs took Stark's head off, it was like, oh, fucking shit. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was, like, a production, the way they produced it, cameras, whatever it was, but it's like, when Cole said the turn, like, you're not going to make it evil, whatever he said, it was like, it just didn't, I don't know, man. I, I think Cole and Fish were kind of like far away and had to like move towards them before they started attacking them. Like it wasn't this sudden shocking, you know, turn. It just it kind of lacked a little bit of impact for me. But as soon as it settled into the crowd, the crowd all went kind of crazy for it. There was obviously that legendary iconic image of the kid absolutely crying yeah, that his was eyes great. out. Whoever, um, whatever production <laughs> or camera guy caught that, they're like, that's awesome. They're going to use that forever. <laughs> Yeah, that, Anna, yeah, Anna, what did you what did you make of the, yeah. of the of the angle? I mean, I liked it because there's a thing for me in wrestling and every single media is that if we can see something coming, it doesn't mean that it's badly written. I think it's the contrary. I think it's well written because we can see where the the story is going. So mm-hmm. when you say like you knew what was going to happen in the angle, I think it's because they've been teasing that and, and they've been just sort of writing towards that, and it's done really well. So. I think it was predictable, but in a good way, you know. And I'm on, yeah, sad sad boy segments. Exactly, Peach. I love it. I I said it last week. I love it. So I I think it's like a fun soap opera. So I'm really into it. But the thing with the segment that I think felt a little weird was that Bobby started just hitting Nick and Kyle just stood there. And then he did the, the one leg sweep to Matt and just. Bobby just kept hitting me, <laughs> and it was so. It was sort of a weird visual, mm-hmm. but I think Adam Cole did great. And the the biggest thing for me is that it felt fresh when the Spirit Elite came back because it was already a bit stale. And the the best thing that could happen to Adam Cole was had to take some time off. You know, I'm I'm not happy he got injured, of course, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think he needed that time off, and it feels a little bit fresher. And I'm excited to see what they do in the tournament because I think they're really great in trios matches. And the whole team in the tournament, I think maybe Ken is coming back at all out to reunite mm-hmm. with the elite, and they're obviously building toward a story of Adam and Kenny having a rivalry because yeah. they never quite settled that. Even in the Indies, they never had like a singles match. I think. And they never settled that. Like Kenny took Adam out of the the elite, out of Bullet Club, and then Adam just went to the WWE. So we never could yeah. settle that. Yeah. And when he came back, he joined the elite. And the last segment where he tells Kenny, like, "Don't worry, cleaner. No, I, I got, got this. this." Yeah. And Kenny was just like a little bit weirded out. So I think they're definitely going to do a story with them, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny because oh, yeah. um. When, when Cole goes, don't worry, Cleaner, I got this. Because I actually just went back and rewatched this like two days ago. You know, Cole says, I don't worry, Cleaner, I got this. And Kenny was like, oh, oh I was talking to Nick and Matt. Uh, and, they, yeah. and then they were like, oh, 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 oh man, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. The, the thing also, like, I think the turn made sense. Because, yeah, you, you guys don't watch me in Daily, but last week they showed <laughs> Adam Cole watching that segment <laughs> where Matt and Nick wish uh, uh, Hangman happy birthday. So oh my he God. was watching it. Yeah, he was watching oh it. Was sort of... <laughs> and what, there's the, the reaction? About yeah, he was just like watching it in silence. But, uh, just, <laughs> just watching it. In the dark. It. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I don't know oh what he was God. thinking. But, <laughs> but there's the whole thing. 
like he was in a rivalry with Hangman. He lost to Hangman, and then he see like his two friends, the the people that he went to AW for, mm-hmm. just being friends with a guy that he doesn't like. You know, there's yeah, yeah. I, I I understand the conflicting feelings. I think they'll do other promos. They'll explain it better. Yeah, but I liked it. Yeah, and I, I'm really excited for this Adam Cole run because I think he hasn't been hitting his stride for a while now, and I think he's gonna have a a great turn now. He made a little kid cry, so. That shot of that kid crying was so was so hilarious. (laughs) It's so great, so funny. I was like, this kid's really fucking distraught by this. It's crazy. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do we think this is? um, I'm trying to piece it together now, look as we're going along. But it's like, I guess we're probably looking at Hangman and Bucks in the tournament, and Kenny Omega returns at all out to kind of cause the you know the confliction between the Bucks and the stuff like that. Um, that's kind of my guess at the moment. Where are you guys kind of sitting with it? I could see that. The thing is, um, Arthur Ashe is like a few weeks after the show, and you have to set up something that immediately segues to a big match at Arthur Ashe. You know what I mean? And to mm-hmm. me, like Arthur Ashe, that feels like a say a setting for you know, I don't know, Megan the Bucks versus Undisputed or, or something. Um, so I, I don't mind that outcome. It's just uh. Then do we prolong like the undisputed uh, um, versus the elite until full gear? Like, how do we? Where do we? Where do we? Like, what dates do we put on these um, these destinations? You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah. Again, I hung bucks uh, being the trios champions and Kenny returning and just making things awkward at the pay per view. That's a very realistic outcome. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I obviously like what i really want is for kenny to be able to wrestle at the show you know but if he if he can or if there's just not enough time then so be it um so i i really could, i could see it going in so many different directions Anna, i yeah i think kenny versus adam is a good match for artemash i uh, the grand slam i think it's a yeah. good match maybe yeah i i don't know because the thing is that if kenny is back to team with the bucks what is Hangman going to do, you know? That's He's going to team with Silver and Reynolds because oh then he God. he won't be in the finals, you know? So I don't I don't know. Maybe he'll come out when Kenny and the Bucks win the titles and, like, reunite with them. I have no idea, but I think the, the best thing is maybe Hung Bucks winning the titles and Kenny coming back later because he, he deserves a big comeback. So I think the pay-per-view is the best place. Yeah, that, that yes, was my other thought. Said, <laughs> the free free bird trios titles with uh, four four champions. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> my other thought is that even though it definitely looks like it, I don't know that this is a guarantee that it is going to be the hung bucks in that trios tournament. It, but it, it has to happen soon. Like they have to make this choice soon because again, it, it's just like time wise, they need to get these yeah. matches done. Um, and uh, so yeah, I, I I think a real possibility is Paige with like Silver and Reynolds and Omega <laughs> with. Um, well, but Omega with, <laughs> with the Bucks, um, yeah. and then, and then that's still, that still like gives the, the trios champions we always expected. Um, yeah. and, and maybe, maybe, maybe the Omega and the Bucks knock 
Page and and Silver and Reynolds out in the first round or something. Um, yeah, and and then and then Page gets the Cole match at the pay per view, um, and and the the Bucks and and Omega win the titles at the pay per view, and then Page comes out and and celebrates with them or something, and then they do the big six man or or like an eight man or something like that at at Arthur Ashe. That's like a massive match between Undisputed Era or whatever they're going to be called and. Um, and the elite at, at, at Arthur Ashe, that could be an option too. Adam Colgoon? No, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, Adam Colgoon. I, I can't lie to you, Parker. The, the more that you, you talk about this, the more I realize that it has to be Kenny in the Bucks because Tony wasn't going to bring these titles up until the, Kenny's ready. You know, that was always the plan. That it was yeah. like mm-hmm. the, these titles were literally made for those three. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, it, but, and, and I, I don't know, like, I think that's I think that's fine. It's it's just I just don't really see how they're going to do it right now. Is is the the issue? It's not because Omega's out and he's been gone for so long. If that's still the plan, I don't know how they exactly how they get there right now because they like do you announce Omega ahead of time that he's coming back and you pop a rating? Do you uh, make it a big surprise? Something like that? I don't know. I tend to think you should actually just announce his return and not do a surprise return, um, and and say like give him like a big first round matchup, put him put them against like Death Triangle in the first round of the tournament, and 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 do do that and. Uh, but but I don't know I'm not I'm not booking it but yeah I mean I, I thought the turn was like I, I didn't think it was anything special I wish there had been maybe less being the elite build for me personally and mm. more on TV because if you if you only watch TV it like didn't really make s- like a ton of sense other than the fact that Cole and and Red Dragon are just like assholes so that's yeah that's about it, it for me yeah and that, that's been a regular I think criticism of, of their storyline sometimes where it's just like uh you know, the people who watch all their content and extended lore, um, you know, they're the ones telling you that this is like masterful, you know, just nuanced, complex, layered, detailed, meticulous storytelling that's just so, just so fulfilling and emotional and all that type of stuff. Um, but if you just watch the TV, you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's good, but, uh, you know, it, it almost feels like that's a bit hyperbole. But then, you know, you realize that, yeah, a lot of just like the little stuff of like he, these guys inter- like, internal feelings on everything that's happening on the show is being explored on their on their web series. Uh, so I, I agree. I agree with you, Parker. I, I, you know, if we could some of the you know, you don't have to show everything that's on being the leader and like that. But um, the ideas that you're communicating on that show that are clear that are clearly just um, really important to the narrative um, should be contributing uh, should be. Uh, transferred over to the main show like things like adam cole is pissed off that uh they are essentially sympathizing with a guy who's uh, an enemy to him you know like and hangman mm-hmm. page and just you know all, all that type of stuff so yeah i i agree yeah the thing uh, charlie said something in the chat that i think makes a little bit sense but i was actually thinking about it that adam page gets taken out in the finals and then kenny subs in like he he wins the the match with the with the books because the only thing i'm thinking about i think they're going with hunger books because they're really building towards it and it's not really a w's thing to just build towards something and then not do it you know so mm-hmm. i i i don't know and also in in being the elite <laughs> there was this segment where hangman was was with the dark order and then the dark order started talking about the trios titles and hangman basically he just said like oh you guys can do some trios within yourselves like he 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 basically says hey he doesn't want to be involved you know so, yeah, I don't know. A lot of lore. 
you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but let's move to the start of the show. We're kind of bouncing all around the place here. But uh, Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Um, a very controversial match in the WrestlePurish group chat. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, in my opinion, fine, you know. It was a pretty decent match. They kind of just did a match, you know. Orange sold the leg, you know. <laughs> I, I don't have much to say about the match itself, but the booking made, like, great sense to me. with Because Cassidy already just lost to Wardlow. So, like, who cares if he loses again to another semi-pushed guy uh, mm-hmm. to set up another TNT title match? It's just that simple. And I also love – I wish um, – I guess they're doing it next week, but I love that Lethal, having just been in that the Ric Flair retirement match, to do something with him immediately after that weekend is what you do because he was in such a high-profile position over the weekend. Um, obviously, that doesn't compare to like AW, but there may not be like a massive, massive crossover audience between the two, so I appreciate that. Um, and then I just think Lethal is, is just a really good, solid defense for. Wardlow, they'll get plenty of heat on him. They'll Wardlow will face off with the giant dude. It'll be it'll be silly. Um, well, that was that was good too. So so I liked I like that quite a bit. That aspect of it. Do we think Wardlow could get Satnam up for a powerbomb? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. He, I think he, it's. I think the question is more. Satnam can Satnam hold himself up for? Yeah, that's <laughs> that might be. That might be the question. It's the turn as the bringing them up, isn't yeah. it? Like that, that's, the whole the, thing. that's the art, you know? Um. <laughs> yeah, I. that's a, one of the real key things that I'm, I'm thinking about with this whole business is uh, can you get up Satnam? Because otherwise, I don't really have much to say about any of this. And uh, uh, when it comes to Satnam in general, uh, I, I have one question for AEW fans. Can we can we stop pretending he's good just because like he's like um, more mobile than Omas? Because like... Uh, I, I remember his debut happened, right? He says he's good. So so Parker, like on the timeline, when after he debuted, right, people were like, oh, wow, who's Satinum better than Omos? Like Satinum, like Satinum is him? And it's like just just because he did a cross body, like he's he's just a, yeah, just a people tall, were people were doing the whole guy. thing like, oh he he he's all right. Even if he tall, is dude. better, even if he is better than Omos, and I've that means not, not seen a whole lot of Omos, like yeah. That's like not a huge bar. That's what I'm saying like it's, no, it's not literally a, is a huge bar to leap, but um, not in in like a, a theoretical in skill. That's what I'm saying. And so so it's like honestly, I, when I saw the visual again of of just Lethal Sanjay and Satnam, like one of the things I thought was just um, I don't mind Lethal and Stable. I don't know if this is like the right group for him, like long term. Uh, Sanjay is really really funny and entertaining, and I think he deserves to be on TV in some capacity because he's like really just. He's hilarious. He's like scrappy dude, you know. Um, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's really funny. Uh, with with Jay, I don't know. And and Satnam as Jay's muscle is just kind of like it just kind of feels like a, it just fun. what happened. Satnam is him. That's what I'm saying. People like literally believe. I mean, Satnam is him. To be fair, that's what I'm saying. He's good. See, you see what I'm saying? People, Satnam is better than Dominic. Well, that that might be true. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. But that's I don't like, That's crazy. That's don't like don't a, put the next one up. Oh man. Satnam is as much him as Saya Ida is her. Wow. That's terrible. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan is very nasty. Well, if it is, if it is the Dan, I think it is. Uh, it is. Look at, look at this, bro. What is going on? What's going on with this one? Satinum is goaded. See what I'm saying, Barker? Respect safe. <laughs> See? Like, it's Jordan Patu. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you're talking about. Satinum is better than FCR. Close the stream. 
look, here's the thing. I one in a billion. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. yeah, like I'm telling you, Mark. People think Satnam is fire. Like, like they think he's, they think he's like base. And it's the meme era we're in. It's the just the the tape yeah, culture sure. we're in, where it's like you watch this guy who just moves around a little bit, does a does a crossbody, and it's like I need to have a take on this, and it needs to be a take that like gets engagement and attention. So he's better than Omos. He's base. He's great. And it's like he's. I mean, he's just a, a fine, tall person, you know. And and long term, <laughs> as Lethal's muscle is just kind of like. I don't, I, don't I, know. I get what you're. I get what you're saying with with Lethal though. How maybe like this isn't the best thing for him. My, I, I'm I'm with you there. My thought is like I think you and I are in agreement. He's just like so talented. He can be a baby. very good wrestler. He, he can be a heel. He's yeah. fantastic in my opinion as a wrestler. Um, and has shown it for like decades at this point. Um, mm. I I do think as a mid card heel, he is like as good as they get on this roster. He, yes, it's weird. Like. He, he's both simultaneously fantastic for his position and also it's like i kind of wish he was doing more um mm. so but he he's a great guy who if if you know if wardlow like fucking kills him on saturday which is probably what's going to happen lethal <laughs> standing in the company has not changed at all yeah uh, he's yeah. not squashed or anything like that so he, he, he's, um, he's he's yeah. far superior to another uh, uh, mid-card heel on this roster that um you know Every few weeks, screams really loudly on the microphone, and people think is a great promo. Ethan and, Page, uh, that that would be Ethan Page. <laughs> wow. Um, I I. Uh, That's not getting nasty. I I'm gonna get nasty. I, I look this guy. Um, I don't I don't get it. Like I don't. He he he. Every time he talks, right? All he does is like pop a blood vessel and give himself a heart attack. And I'm not saying that screaming in promos is bad. Like there's tons of great talkers in history that like they scream. Um, but 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 I think that sometimes we conflate screaming for being a good promo you know like people will just be really just angry and passionate yeah and, and passion yelling. is the big one yeah, like they sure. can sound passionate but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean the content is like good yeah yeah and 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 with with ethan like he'll literally just yell at the top of his lungs and and it's like why are you yelling at me and and it, it's it's so funny with him what made this his segment so jarring personally was that like the content of it literally felt like a bootleg industry plant pipe bomb like this man was talking about, like, uh, oh, the people cheering me right now. Like, you guys are like assholes too. Like, and and then we made it funnier. It felt like the 2022 version of Dolph Ziggler's "It shouldn't should have been me" promo because, like, it was so funny. Ironically, he kept going, "Why, why, why, why?" I was like, "I don't know. Why are you yelling at me? Like, why are you yelling at me?" And, and then, like, That's and then he continues. He's looking at the camera. He's going, "Why?" And then Stokely's like awkwardly just like that. That was really weird. Like did Stokely <laughs> miss did Stokely so miss time him, okay. himself? Like did he walk out too early because yeah. he just stood in there for a long time? I didn't. I didn't even know how to like write that in my in my review. I was like, Lucky. he's standing there. I don't really. But he's, but he's, Paige doesn't know so he's there. Funny. Or is he, yeah. really it's funny. Yeah, Paige just didn't acknowledge him. Stokely just walked out the ramp, <laughs> got into the ring, and just stood there. And Adam Page just didn't notice no. at all. And, and he's just—he's <laughs> just, just standing like I'm gonna—I'm gonna let you get your shit off, bro. But but the shit that he's getting off is just screaming, "Why? Why? Why? Why?" I'm, I'm like, "Why? What, bro? Is it, why am I not on TV? I'm like, you're kind of boring. Like, I don't know. Like, what, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, what have you done? Have you won a match? I don't. Yeah. It's why am I not on TV? And he's turning around like, because I deserve more. And literally, I swear to God, like, I know it's kayfabe, obviously, but like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
okay, let's run through people that Ethan Page is better than on AEW. And then, like, I had, like, five people. And it was just like, okay, like, <laughs> like dude, I'm, I'm talking about, like, out of people that are, like, featured on television. You know what I mean? Not, like, not like Serpentico. But, like, it just, it's, like, it, it was just so funny. And, and in my head, I'm like, bro, you know what the pipe bomb is to me, Monty? It's it's like the Watchmen comic book or seminal works of of, of literature or movies in that um, it, it's 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 regularly imitated by people that fundamentally misunderstand why it's great. Um, and 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 the pipe bomb isn't great because Punk was bitching about his spot. Like I mean, that's what he was doing. But that's not why it was great. It was great because it, it changed pro wrestling. It's great because uh, it, it it was the first domino in just a um, change in business model, um, change in in in, in how fans uh, uh, perceived wrestling uh, on a mainstream stage with WWE. Um, it led to so many new types of people being featured. Um, it was it was a change of pace for CM Punk's character and all kinds of other stuff, right? Like, so people literally just taking the template and just bitching about their spot on television. That's not that's uh, that's not inherently a good promo, and it's done so much now that it's like kind of grating. Um, it, it literally just feels like Twitter venting on on a microphone. And it's one thing if you're MGF and you're doing it right because he's a sensational talker. He is genuinely one of the best young talents in on, on the show. He's a, he's a super special. Um, when he did it, the way he did it. It, it, it was like chilling and it's like oh my god like it was like the biggest talking point of the show but then when we follow that up two months later with ethan page taking the same thing and just going why 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 it's like bro stop yelling at me bro i don't know you're okay like goddamn <laughs> well and so, also just like in, in kayfabe it like doesn't make sense to like complain yeah, about your spot like you just have to win wrestling matches i didn't actually think the um ethan page promo itself was uh that offensive to be honest you know, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of shouting, but you know, I, I he kind of he kind of went out. He kind of went out there with a uh, you know with a point, and he definitely screamed that point out. So <laughs> I guess he achieved getting his message across. But at the same time, booking wise, it would have been nice to have seen like I don't know, maybe Ethan Page getting screwed last week or something like that, or yeah. you know, like give it a bit of meat. So like, why is Ethan Page out here? Not just smash cut into the ring, and you've got Ethan Page. Like, he's like, what the fuck's Ethan Page here? And he's got these, um, you know, these things he wants to vent about, and it's like, okay, <laughs> like lot like Hollywood said, it's like, okay, why are you shouting at me, sort of thing, and it's um. Like I said, it would have been better if it had a bit more like context added to it, and we kind of had a reason for why he'd be out there instead of just this random mid card heel just screaming at the top of his lungs just so they can do the angle where Stokely um, recruits him. Um, obviously, I they, have, do, they didn't a, mention I, American Top Team either, which was like, yeah. yes, I have a genuine question: What happened to American Top Team? Where? I, don't know. <laughs> I think Dan Lambert's cut. Yeah. I don't know. Dan I think Lambert Dan Lambert's on it. Yeah. Might be done. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Like, there's um, no Scorpio. Like that—that that was such a disaster. Yeah. That that whole like, that, that killed Scorpio. <laughs> that TNT title deal with oh Lara. my god, like that, that straight that yeah. straight up killed Scorpio Sky as a as an on ring talent and, and and on screen talent, I should say. Um, bro, bro, he, a, like yeah. he like turned face and heel and then like you know he turned heel face and then heel yeah. like it was just so strange yeah yeah in hindsight like one of the worst like extended storylines they've ever ever done without yeah, a doubt it's it crazy as well it's crazy in the sense as well because like, when you pitch the idea like oh we're gonna get the best um ufc gym team in american top team to get involved with aw and we're gonna make a stable and we've got dan lambert who's got experience in professional wrestling who can uh, you know he's been no uh, he can talk like 
maybe content is whatever, but he can confidently talk to a crowd. You know what I mean? Um, as an idea, as a pitch, it sounds like pretty foolproof. But um, in when it was in motion, it was like you know we had very, very, very limited peaks, and there was quite a lot of lows, especially with the segments. Um, so yeah, in hindsight, it has been a very weird time. Dan Lambert's American top team in AW, but um, it does, even though it hasn't been reported or confirmed anyway, it does feel like Lambert um, is kind of quietly slipped away. So um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, I do want to point out, like, wait, Monty, been... Monty, let me let me let me stop you before you switch gears. Uh, I I just want to point out, like, I, I want to get this off now since I don't know when I'm going to get the chance to again. Uh, Tony Khan's just. Uh, stable making is so strange like it is so jarring to me like in my in my brain because like i, I like stables with it with a unifying ethos a unifying style look direction you know that's why 1997 heart foundation super cool they're all from the dungeon they all wear pink and black they have matching jackets i get it dx it's a bunch of just sophomoric dipshits wearing the same outfits sure <laughs> fucking whatever uh you know the shield have matching outfits whatever like at least match physically tony will take the most random people who wrestle nothing alike or have nothing in common and just like literally go like you 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 and you just meld together and it's like sometimes it works and works out you know like the the acclaimed was like a it just it was a perfect storm because they were just two dark talents. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 sometimes it, it's just so strange to me, you know. Like Tully Blanchard Enterprises in its final iteration was a, a, a Ghanaian mogul, uh, this big guy who just does moves, uh, a, a, an underwear model with dreads, uh, a, a short black technical wrestler, and and a, a Samoan. And like visually, like there's nothing visually there that just unites them, I guess. So it just looks so, it just looks like a group of people, like just random people. And now, uh, unless it's a, unless it's a Bobby Heenan thing where Stokely is just a whore for his services and is just individually with so many different people, it's looking like we're heading towards a Stokely Hathaway male stable. And like, to me, it's like, what is the, what unifies Ethan Page, Screaming Ethan and Tiger Style Lee Moriarty? You know, is Lee just going to start yelling too? Like, is that the thing? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just antiquated in my thinking, but it, it just doesn't make sense in my old man brain. Uh, so I, I'm just curious because apparently Stokely made a social media post saying that two more people are, are coming. Um, so I just I just wonder who they are and what's going to be the, you know, the unifying thing here. So I just wanted to toss that out there. Jordan's comment. Um, totally stable was a yeah, Tully Stable was the funniest assortment of humans <laughs> since the H- HFO. Exactly. Which is, you know, fair. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I just don't get it, you know. Uh, but that, I just wanted to toss that out because it's just, you know. Uh, I did want to point out because sometimes it kind of gets looked over how mind-numbing it can be, but the pacing of this show was definitely a lot more easy to... I'm not the biggest fan of people saying easy to watch, easy to digest, but... Um, the, the, pro, the, the use of the, the use of replay the use of replays as, 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 and... as if sitting in a chair and just watching something isn't easy i know yeah, yeah that's like, always my thing <laughs> it's no. so difficult like, 
there were a ton of uh, there were a ton of video packages on this show. Yeah, I that's... that in my report. There was like ten. Yeah. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot, and you know how the how pays to show out nice, and sometimes dynamite especially can be like mind numbing. It'll be like angle match, smash cup, angle match. Like it's crazy. Um, this was like I said, it felt the pacing was a lot more. You know, stuff could breathe and. You know, like I said, there was uh, replays, which is something that they don't really do. Starks had two in the first hour. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, also in the first hour, I just wanted to bring up the uh, the Moxley promo. Oh, yeah. Which was, uh, you know what you're going to get from Moxley, to be honest. And that was kind of the, me- that was the message of the promo as well, pretty much. Uh, he is genuinely probably the best wrestler in the world right now, um, and especially in the States anyway, on American TV, at least, you know. Um, Dirk's Horwood. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> I didn't um, hear the name. I said, I said, I said, I said, I said Dirk's Horwood. Yeah, you know, he's uh, <laughs> he's having a good year. He's having a good year. Yeah, he's having a great year. He's, he's having an awesome year. Listen, Max is uh, Max is having the kind of run where. He said at the start of it, basically, that he's going to come out and be the best wrestler in the world when he got out of rehab. And that he seems like he's what he's doing. <laughs> like, that is his aim. Like, he's taking all the indie bookings and he's just fucking... He's giving a lot of guys... I would say Blake Christian, Tony Depp and etc. Like, he's giving them a lot in these matches so he can have great matches with them. Um, he seems really hell-bent on winning that... Um, Observe the rest of the uh, the PWR rest of the he wants all those things. I think he's got that pretty much locked up at this point. I'd be pretty shocked if if it's anybody else besides I, him. Uh, you know? I my agendas can't handle that. Uh, so um, <clears throat> what, what it, agendas do you have? So so I want Punk to win it. So if if he comes back in <laughs> in September, uh, I will I will industry plant this and I will call Moxie a blood merchant if I have to. So. <laughs> oh, um, wow. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the biggest punk fan in the world. He was gone for he's gonna be gone for like three four months. Like I don't know. three three four is not that because bro Danielson was gone oh, that same amount of time last started. year. No, listen, hey, listen. Yeah, that's listen. why it was dumb that people were like, "Who's the wrestler of the year?" I was like, "He was no, gone for like for a lot of the year." It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, um, in, in sports, sometimes you can win MVP with, with missing a lot of games. And, and the way I see it, Danielson last year, he took a little bit of a breaky break, you know, in the middle of the year. Uh, but he was sensational at, at the first in his first part of the year within the Fed. And then he was like unbelievable uh, to a level like I maybe it's never seen for a weekly TV wrestler uh, late last year. So to me, without question, he was last year's wrestler of the year. And, and Punk. Um, Over Omega, bro. Yeah. Yes. What the bro. fuck? No, yes, this is the thing with Omega. This is the thing with Omega. Listen, bro, when it comes what? to Kenny Omega, his run no, was no, very special. No, he was Monty a stop. legitimate. What, what great matches? What great matches did he have before the Mania main event? Uh, his match at Fastlane with Roman Reigns. His don't give me that look. That wasn't his before match. the Mania main event. Yeah, yeah, yes, was it that? was. No, yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah. Fastlane. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the Fastlane. Yeah, yeah, that was before, but I don't remember the shit about it. He had the TV one that was a three and a half star match. Oh, where's Ayo? It was, it was excellent. Yeah, I was like, get Ayo. You get get Ayo, bro. Listen, Danielson had the fascinating match with Roman. He had awesome matches on TV with Claudio Castagnoli. Sorry, Cesaro at the time. Um, His name's Cesaro. 
Yeah, <laughs> Cesaro. He he had he had Jay Uso's like only like four star match. Like he it was like a steel cage match like, on the, on the SmackDown. So you know it's not as overtly great and noticeable and sexy as like his later stuff with AEW, but it was like quietly extremely solid. Um, and combine that with again just the greatest TV weekly TV run I've ever seen of a wrestler uh, in in AEW in late last year. Like there's no question, bro. What did Omega do? Wrestle Moose? Wrestle Sammy Callahan? Give me a break. Like come Those on. Those matches. Omega Sammy Callahan was better. Than any oh Danielson match oh my in the god. Fed. Oh all my god. Year. Oh my god. Better than the Mania main event. Listen, I'm definitely <laughs> <He left>. a. He's <laughs> done. <laughs> See, this is oh. what we're dealing with children's and unprofessionals. And this is what happened. This is what happened with Chris Cooper. We can't. Come on. He knew he was going to lose, bro. You know? Yeah, you the entire chat is throwing tomatoes at him. Tomatoes at him. Yeah. Should we talk stardom now that he's not here? Because he's not going to be. Yes. Yeah, we're talking about wrestler of the year, Saya Kamitani. There you go. There you go. Come on. Oh, he's back. Are we he's okay now? Are, are we? Are we like? Are, are you okay? Because you're the only one who left. Have we sobered up? Like. Have we... <laughs> Have we gained some sense? Like, have we? <laughs> I'm gonna read my spreadsheet. I'm, I'm very much. Uh, <laughs> I'm... You, you do need to pull that back up. I, I need to go through your 2021 spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you're gonna see exactly what I just. Said. I, I need to like, I need to like reassess the the data here. Like, <laughs> I, need, I need to question. I'm gonna get my calculator out. I'm, I'm gonna make a chart. Like, like you know. But, well, um, no, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious though. This yeah. is like I think a fun discussion. Yeah. Um, for for Monty or Anna, um, d would you say three months is like being gone is like invalidating for somebody's wrestler of the year case, even like even if they're on a wrestler of the year level outside of that? When someone when it does when someone had the year that Kenny Omega did last year, you know, um, that's that's a good point. Yeah. So it's like everything's case by case, obviously there's context, blah, blah, blah. But um, Omega for me last year being like, you know, it's kind of like a throwback real world champion, you know, and obviously mm. he had the matches to go with it and just, oh you know, just being like the top guy for as long as he was. So, what was your favorite spot of Christian versus Omega at All Out? Yeah, match. And the match on Rampage was good as well. Yeah, they had, the, no, they they had, had a better one. The Rampage main event match, level match on Rampage. The Rampage match was sensational. So okay. Let's not get this so twist. is that again a point against Omega that he had a sensational match and a very good match? Well, I, what I can tell you is <laughs> if that, it was Danielson, it would have been two and <laughs> well, No, no, no. If it, if it was Danielson, I'll, I'll do the goofy voice. If it was Danielson, it would have been incredible. No, I bet Danielson. Hold on. I wish I could mute you. If if if. if it was, <laughs> If Danielson and Christian had a match for the mm. Impact World Title on five Rampage stars. in 2022, there was zero chance in world, like, <laughs> you could do every single permutation in the entire universe of, like, <laughs> quality of matches. It will never be as good as that Rampage match. That's insane! That's insane! No. Bro, bro, hold on, hold on, wait, time out, 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 time out. This dude... Was having like generational outings with the most random people last year. Like, what are we talking about? This guy, bro, Suzuki was literally having a fast food 
phony in United States run last year, right? Where it was just like, I'm going to be uh, Suzuki. Hold on, no, no, hold on. He had a good match with Suzuki. Wow, hold that's on. so talented. Good no, for him. No, no, wait, no. Okay, okay. Hey, yeah, I know. That sounds crazy on paper to like to, to a layman. It's like, oh, yeah, Suzuki's a legend. So, like, of course, it's going to be pretty good. But no, here's the thing. <laughs> that what you sound like? No, not you. But that's to like, that's, that's the people in the comments that are going to be sheep. They're going to echo your opinion. You know, Parker's right. Parker's spinning because Suzuki's like a legend. And look, of course, Daniels is going to have a great match with Suzuki. But here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Smitty, like he's like, he's like no, right now. Marcus, let's bring the tomatoes back in. The tomatoes, no, Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler I've ever seen, and it's because, dude, yeah, Suzuki in context, in context is that's what matters, bro. It, you know, Suzuki in that run. That match was great the same way Punk versus uh, Undertaker was great at Mania because Suzuki was not trying to do no- nothing. He was having a run where he's just going to be Suzuki and just play the hits and shit. Um, but Danielson fundamentally understands a Suzuki match and how to get as much out of it and uh, out of the spots. And so in just the most simplistic match, like it worked on a meathead level and it was incredible. That, and, and it's not even just that, bro. His Anthony Bowens match, which was just a random match. He had great matches with fucking... Um, like John Silver and stuff. And I know you're probably going to scoff at that and be like, well, that makes him a wrestler of the year candidate. Well, yeah, God damn it. Because you know what? Brian Downs is the most versatile wrestler I've ever seen. He can do comedy. He can do he can do strong style. He can do technical wrestling. He can be a baby face, a heel. He can be condescending. He can be earnest. He can be charming. He's, he's the best wrestler I've ever seen. And, and last year, he showed all that versatility, more so than any other wrestler, including Mr. Kenneth Omega. And I, I respect Tyson Smith as much as the next guy, you know, but, but Tyson Smith had a match with Moose, and, and that match was stinky. It, it, it was it was caca. Danielson had no caca matches last year, you know? I, I just, to me, well, missing a few months, months off. listen, missing a few months is fine if you average 35 points a game. And, and, and CM Punk, from a wrestling standpoint, maybe didn't, doesn't have as many... Um, uh, actually, he has nowhere near. Punk on you, Brian. Yeah, no, Punk has nowhere near as many great matches as Mox this year. However, however, he's still been sensational, and he's one half of uh, what I still think is the feud, of, the, the feud of the year with, with with MJF. And again, I'm not saying he's wrestling the year right now. I'm just saying if he comes back in September, let this let this genius, let this brilliant performer, let this let this master, let him work, let him cook. Let, I, let, let, let's see. You know. Yeah, I. I agree with a lot of what you said as far as Danielson goes. You should. I'm who he, who he is, how great he is, etc., etc. However, <laughs> I'm still def- I'm looking at Kenny Omega's run last year, and it's like you forget about little things as well, like the um, the, Andra- the, no, the, the Andrade Triple A match. Bro. It's, it was sticky. It yeah, was sticky. It was fucking sticky. Omega had a run at the start of the year where he was carrying the Good Brothers to like. <laughs> Excellent six man tag <laughs> matches like every single week. Well, hey, hey, listen, Carl Anderson's a hooper, man. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, a never open weight champion. The man, Ray Phoenix match, yeah, the insurrection match. Oh my god, right? Look, the, the Phoenix match was sick, the Jungle Boy match was sick, uh, the Christian Rampage match was sick. Oh my um, god, remember, remember Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega and Kenta versus John Moxley and Lance Archer. That match was so good. <laughs> that, was <laughs> good. Was awesome. that was good. That was Matt, good. Matt Seidel. But, but you know what? That was, that was good too. But you know what else was beast? Brian Danielson versus Jay Uso. God damn it. I'm telling you. He had a lot I of sneaky. Yeah, exactly. He had a lot of sneaky random bangers. Um, and, and, and that's not even going to be my case. My case is just what he did at the end of the year. Um, here's the thing. 
Again, if CM Punk comes back and he sells out Arthur Ashe because they shoot an angle for him and Omega facing off, and, and that ticket sales go from fucking 7K or whatever it is right now to 22, yes, everybody needs to fall to their knees and and, and let Punk do whatever he needs to do to your face. Like, it just he's that guy. You know, he... <laughs> I gotta be honest. I, I I have no idea what's going on right now. I don't know what is this discussion. Feels like feels like someone should fall to my own thing. Brian Davis, the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen. Um, and and uh, my agendas will continue to agenda. And I respect I respect Jonathan Good. Uh, you know Jonathan Moxie on screen. Uh, but um, I'm just all I'm saying is, Wody is not wrapped up yet. You know, Wrestle of the Year is not completely wrapped up. Tomato, 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 tomato. Look at these, yeah. look at these sheep. Look at these sheep. <laughs> look, look at these sheep. This is nasty. L- little smoke, smoke. You too. <laughs> That's crazy. Look, man. I respect John Moxley. You know he he is having a terrific year. I just know that we have lurking legends. Devin Arthur. Okay. Is this is host scaring? This is a host scaring debate. I'm not gonna lie. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you got this guy Hollywood saying, "Let's get on our knees for punk and let him do." That was, that was horrible. That was crazy. <laughs> I've never said that on a pod. <laughs> I've said that too, like in a conversation. Backham Hangman has lost the dressing. <laughs> they're, they're looking at on the monitors backstage, like, what? What, the what is? Hell? What is going on here? What's going on out there? Yeah. Um, before we continue, uh, Monty, with this uh, podcast that has fallen off the rails really badly, um, I have the best a- one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. We're, we're, I'm having a lot of fun here. Uh, I have a mid stream announcement for everybody so can i get a drum roll from everyone here real quick i have a midstream announcement um come on come on on. drum roll all right next week on the rest of purest podcast this thursday ao will return oh he hooping yeah So, so I am looking for that. Look, look, man. He's been he's been ducking the smoke. He's been really afraid of me. Um, he lost a lot of blood um, in our previous battle. He, um, for all the bravado and uh, panache uh, and outward bombasticity from Mister Ao, um, he he, it took a lot out of him to even go toe to toe with Backup Hangman uh, on stream. And so, Aussie Open, that's awesome. Aussie <laughs> Open. That's like a dad joke. But no, it took a lot out of him to go back and forth to back of Hangman, and, and and it's why he's been recovering. You know, see, I, I could do this every day. You know what I'm saying? Like this is nothing to me. You know, but Ao, he's like recovering right now. You know, like like psychologically, he's in, he's like in therapy as we speak, talking about like what I did to him verbally and emotionally uh, in the last podcast. And so, you know, let, let's all just pray for Ao and and hope he can get himself. To a condition where he can at least hang a couple rounds of backup hangman next week. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that is my announcement. AO is coming back next Thursday. He's the big draw, you know. He's uh, he, draw, he, draw, he draws a big house, especially uh, this the rivalry with Hollywood. It's uh, it does it does good business, you know. Yeah. Um, he probably won't agree, but I think he's, it's fair to say that AO went over in the first belt. No, he, no, he didn't. He didn't go yeah. over, and and he's the Hollywood's heel. doing the heel. Hollywood's doing the heel <laughs> thing when he comes out after, and he was like, "Oh wow, I, I don't know." <laughs> he's got a neck brace on. <laughs> I got a neck brace. On. <laughs> oh my god! Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, Ao next week. Um, there you go. Gonna draw us a big house. You know. 
uh, we decided we did have enough money in the budget to be able to bring him in again. So, you know, <laughs> is that the yeah. narrative? He's going to be like, Monty, open up the checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> I think that your impression of him is that he never exhales. He just. <laughs> he just <laughs> Hollywood is showing footage of how his shoulder was actually up. <laughs> I love Jamie. Oh my god, Jamie's so great. He's good. He's a good. Oh he's a good lad. Gosh. Good scouse lad. Know. You know. That's there, like I mean, the, the dumpster match was fine. It was oh, like yeah. it, was, it was a cool little TV match. It was nothing crazy, um, except for the I, I guess the dive was cool. Um, I mean, what, there was the, the video oh, Chris... package about Sammy and Tyson. Oh, Eddie, yeah. just... No, that was oh, my God. Eddie and Sammy I... at the at the pay per view. Eddie, of course, was um. I, Eddie, I of hope course, he's was a part. Sammy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he'll be. That that video was really nauseating, um, and and obviously intentionally so. But like, I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, like this is like, am I just a hater or, or like do I just, am I just like opposed to to people's love? Uh, but I just sat there and I was just like, God, like this is, I I hate these people. Um, but then it cuts to Eddie. I'm Kingston. opposed to their love. Yeah, yeah, I'm just very, <laughs> yeah, exactly same. Um, so I'm just sitting there and like this narrator is just like two lovers, like on like just you know being a narrator and stuff like it's The Bachelor. Um, but yeah, we cut to Eddie Kingston. And he was just like, man, screw all this, and, and that, that was great. Um, mm-hmm. Really random, just. Uh, uh, Botchamania wrestle crap. Uh, so at the end of Eddie Kingston's promo, they did the WWE thing where like they awkwardly linger on the person who just spoke a little bit too long before switching segments. So like Eddie has to maintain this face for like six seconds after he's done talking, and so he's like, "I want you at the pay per view," and like it's just still showing him. And I'm like, "Please, God, this is weird." <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's super random. Uh, Botchamania actually posted it on his Twitter. It's it's really funny. You should check it out. Um, regarding the dumpster match, uh, very spiritually similar to the one in 98 on Rad WrestleMania 14. Uh, not as charming because uh, the performers involved aren't just at the level of Mick Foley and Terry Funk, for example. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, but but, but it, it, it was fine. Uh, one thing I want to point out about it is uh, this is the thing about AEW when it comes to, like, if you apply real, real world logic to it. Um, we, we, we just saw, like, attempted murder. Like, these guys were thrown in a dumpster and thrown off a stage. And, like, commentary was just like, oh, wow, like, hope they're okay. Coming up next, guys, uh, we have a match where it was just like, wait, can we, are they alive? Like, do we, are we going to stretch them out? Like, what's going on? They just, like, they could be potentially dead in there. And the commentary was just like, wow. Anyways, uh, main event time. And it was just like, that's crazy. Uh, it's just, like, really funny to me. But, yeah, I don't know. What, 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 I have no idea who is who in the gun club, so I, I don't know. At this really? point, I'm too afraid to ask. I don't know who's really? Austin and who's Golden. I don't know. Really? Awesome. I can't. Awesome's I can't differentiate. Yeah, Austin's a charismatic one who's shorter with the, with the tattoos. I can't, I can't differentiate them. I, I can't. I like, no, and it was funny. In, in my Discord yesterday, someone else was like, I don't, it, I don't know if it was Alexia. Someone was just like, who's Austin? I was like, how do you guys not know? Like, he, <laughs> I don't know. funny one. Like, 
I, yeah. I, I don't think I care enough to know, but like, <laughs> it was it was a fun match. Yeah, I think it was really fun that they they tried closing the the dumpster to throw them out on the stage, yeah. and then the lid opened, and you can yeah. see like their foot sticking out. That's hilarious. But it was a fun match. Yeah. yeah. I I uh, did you guys did you guys go whoa when 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 Vince McMahon was mentioned in the rap? <laughs> I was like, a beast. Get him. <laughs> yeah. Euclid, listen. Listen. Gang tones and shit. Give me a bass fist pump. Like, like, has, like the way yeah. You <laughs> I, messed it. I messed it up. Gonna I'm on the retire. good side. <laughs> going to make you retire like Vince McMahon. And people are like, oh, shit. Oh my god. He, oh, he went there, guys. He, he went there. He went there. <laughs> Nobody. Max Caster makes you retire like this man. Whoa. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Semicolon. <laughs> Oh, man. It, oh, man. It's it's, it's the Vince McMahon shot for me. Like it's like all this, all this kidding. Yeah. <laughs> not not my white ass talking about Vince McMahon. <laughs> What are the shitty Twitter tweet templates are there? <laughs> oh, man. I, I love that it's like, I, I seriously, I, I did not like the acclaimed when they started. I thought yeah. Max, Max Caster was like really annoying. Yeah. I didn't think they were talented wrestlers at all. Um, I, I love just how over they've gotten. And, and yeah. it's just like in a live setting and you've been to, yeah you've been to AEW, right yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and just just live it's so fun to just like react to whatever they say even if it's like not that crazy that or anything crazy. And, and uh and bowens is so hype when he's just like whatever city the acclaimed right yeah. it's so great it's just a, such a simple thing that um uh, you know that's like a wwe a wwe signature is to have those types of things that Act, yeah. just like repeat a slogan enough and it gets over and aw doesn't quite have as much of that mm -hmm. um and so i think to see, see that every once in a while is pretty cool yeah i just i, I just wanted to know you guys your guys' thoughts because uh it, it's one of those things in, in promos sometimes with like the, the vince name drop or like uh like just saying it's supposed to be this like whoa like I just saw it and I was just like to me it was just like okay like he said Vince like lol and like I checked Twitter and like I'm seeing like thousand like posts like Max Caster he went there. It's like, he shoots on Vince McMahon. Shoots on Vince. It's like, it's like he didn't even say. He just said his name. He just said he retired. That's like what he did. Like he even like you know he. It's not like he said like a, a bar about like I don't know like I'm like you're gonna have to pay more money than Vince's settlements or something. Then I'd be like, whoa, holy! He just he just said Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god! Nah, he just he just he just said he retired, and I was like, okay, you know. But yeah, anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, did um did everyone catch the Christian Cage promo with Tony when um he's like, our oh, Jungle Boy made it personal. I'd never make it personal. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was so funny. It was so funny. Yeah. When Jungle Boy pulls up in the BMW and you know, yeah, I quite like that. He, he attempted he tries to commit for Euclid Men's Slaughter. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both said Euclid Men's Slaughter. This 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 dynamite in some ways is like a a, 
a 98 raw tribute show like i don't you know, like, we had like attempted just vehicular manslaughter we had the dumpster match and stuff we had christian versus matt hardy yeah right? exactly yeah. Like, you know what we had christian versus matt hardy, we literally had christian versus matt hardy. Like, like was tony just on peacock this week like what happened like is he just was like man i like that show <laughs> Oh my god! All we needed was just like the theme song to be. It's the beach and the mark to enjoy the beach. It's like a chop in the box. <laughs> like, people will be sounds. Have you never heard? Have you ever trying to impress right now? No, nobody. I just have you never seen the '98 Raw theme song? And no, I, I know exactly yeah, what yeah. song yeah, you're yeah, doing. Yeah. Like it's just uh, you know. I'm, I'm also testing the capabilities of my microphone. I can't lie. To you. I'm just yeah. My phone is um, kicking the shit out of me right now. <laughs> what um, happened? I'm trying to load up uh, the rest of the Dynamite card, the rest of the Dynamite card, so we can kind of. Uh, I, I have the report open. I don't. I think we've hit pretty much everything. There was Powerhouse Hobbs squash. Yeah. Um, and the presentation was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was like exactly what it needed to be. It was just like the the Wardlow squashes that got him for over. That's like it as far as the main stuff. Well. Since we brought up the Hobbs thing, I thought the yeah. Ricky, I don't know, man, um, Ricky coming out, swinging a few bombs and just getting dumped on was kind of like, okay, sort of thing for me. Obviously, Hobbs obviously being like the huge powerhouse, I guess you can kind of get away with even him kind of being occupied by the referee. And it was kind of like when Starks looked away, that's when Hobbs got out of running. But, um, so I don't like the idea of like a baby face doing a running and getting yeah. the kick shit kicked out of him. <laughs> it's like yeah. <clears throat> it does uh it kind of uh it upsets the purists in excuse my pun. Um but yeah, look yeah, so yeah, 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 it was weird. They just they're just so compulsive about, about keeping the heat until they do the match. Like they, they never ever let the Babyface get a one up on on a heel before they actually do the the grudge match. The mm, literally match. never. Um, it's like a few a few weeks ago when um Athena and Athena and Stat maybe possibly who did Athena tag with for the squash match? I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Will- yeah. Was it Willow? I think it was Willow. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, Willow. Yeah. 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 Willow. Okay, so like they, so the baby faces are feeling when, Willow. When, when was this dark elevation dark? It was like, rampage. No, it, it was, I think it was a rampage like a week or two, about sure. two weeks ago or something. AEW like, dark elevation beach break quake at the lake. Like what? What show was this? <laughs> <laughs> rampage, which is you know, if you listen to Twitter, it's um, it's going to get cancelled soon. No, yeah. right, right. Doing a, doing a 0.1 match. Thank was you, commenters. It could have been a dynamite. But he, anyway, so the baby faces win this match, and then the heels do this like baby face like running and just kick the shit out of the baby faces. <laughs> and it was just like one of the funniest things I've ever seen on AEW television. Jay Cargill running out in almost felt like slow motion. Like the way it's like so <laughs> baby face. It was... Uh... So yeah, sometimes with these runnings and angles that they do after matches, sometimes I feel like... The... I don't want to say that they're not fought out because they are... They're obviously, the, you know, Lot Park said... Well, like Grandmaster P said... Um... Grandmaster P... <laughs> Grandmaster <laughs> um, Grand P. It was just, it's just, uh, it was a bit weird. So. Grandmaster Grand, Grand mm-hmm. Peck say, you know. But um, 
Yeah. I uh, yeah, I you know, I don't I don't have much to say about Mickey that. Mickey was throwing bombs as well. Oh yeah, that's what I want to say. <laughs> I, I did tweet about this. Uh because I, I care about these things, you know, more yes. than more than a normal person. But Ricky ran out and look again, if it is a lost art to you know doing a doing a babyface run in and 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 fighting and uh his fight with Hobbs looked good and his punches looked good. Uh he learned from the best uh, in, in his master Cody Rhodes. Um they're both like two of the few just really good baby faces are just running in and being, you know, <laughs> being fired up and just throwing punches and stuff. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jade ran in, looked, looked her dead in the eyes, took a second and beat her ass. That's exactly what happened. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what a baby face does, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Ricky's, Ricky's, um, punching and stuff looked good, but yeah, he did get beat. Uh, he did get bitched by, uh, what's this guy's fucking name? Uh, Will Hobbs. I didn't mind. I know you guys, you know, you don't like the baby face, you know, starting to fight and getting his ass kicked. Usually fundamentally that's like a problem, but, but Hobbs, um, I yeah. think he really he does badly need to just like look like a killer yeah. for as he's long as big, possible. Yeah. He's just like big bad dude. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and he just needs to look like a killer as long as possible because I, th- I thought for so long in Team Taz, even though the collection of talent was like tremendous, like him, Hook, Starks, like I, I love that group as as a grouping. Um, but in terms of how they were presented in the book, for, for the longest time they felt like Scooby Doo villains to me. And, and what I meant by that is like uh like they just like they run and they get beat up and chased away by the heels and just kind of skedaddle and be like, oh, we'll get you next time. And like, they just felt like fucking bozos. Uh, so to see Hobbs, like, just not be a bozo and, you know, get outsmarted by like Dante Martin or some shit, you know, to just like walk out there and just spine bust the shit out of Ricky Starks and just walk off. Like, uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, Ricky, Ricky's appeal is not being like a tough guy. So like, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh man, like this killed him, you know? Uh, so I, I, I was fine with it. And, 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 that's like the, the key word of dynamite to me. Like I, I was fine with the show, you know, it was, it was a, it was a fine episode. One of the things that I didn't get Parker in the chat was uh, um, like, they, like people were comparing it to raw and they were saying like, uh, you know, like, oh, raw was good, but, um, but this, this is the real statement show. Right. And, and the, the idea yeah. of, of, of a, a great dynamite, like clearing money night raw is like, that's obvious. Right. But, mm-hmm. but um, this isn't the show where I would like make the make that claim if that makes any sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like Dynamite when it's hitting on all cylinders is like the best wrestling show on TV, like by far, and like there's nothing that's close. Um, but um like when I watched it, I was like, this isn't like a statement show, it was just kind of like a fine show that was like chugging yeah, solid for two hours. Decent, so was there was there was nothing blow away, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm of the belief as a fan with the talent and star power that AEW has at this point, like there's no excuse to not have at least one just blow away awesome match every single yeah. week and, and most weeks we do get that yeah. Uh, yeah this week we didn't um so so that 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 i think limited the ceiling for me because for me it, it mostly is just the wrestling the stories are yeah. cool and, and they <laughs> add stuff to it but um if you don't have the the awesome incredible wrestling matches it's not going to feel like super essential to me yeah i i i totally get that um i because i'm i'm, I'm a man of discourse and 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 uh mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to throw in a, a bit of a, a bit of a spicy take here uh, that might uh, upset. You know, it, it will upset the, the commenters, and, and that, that's what I'm. He's gonna for. say rules. He's gonna say Rob was better. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to say is what I'm, <laughs> what I'm going to say. That that, that just what is, not, it, that just feels like it just feels like sacrilegious and extreme. So so <laughs> Parker's like, are you gonna serve? Are you gonna serve? <laughs> no. What I'll say is. Uh, like AEW has the advantage when it comes to uh, you know vibes, atmosphere, aesthetic, uh, just just 
energy. It's more pleasant to sit through, I guess, you know, uh, just naturally. But um, with that said, I, I do think the shows were comparable. I do think they were fairly comparable, um, mm-hmm. including from a wrestling standpoint, like too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I actually think like it was just a lot of three star range wrestling between those shows. Yes. Which, which yep, for a Raw, I, I thought so too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which for a Raw it is like, that's a great week. But for a Dynamite, that's right. like a, a bit of a, a down week. You know what I mean? Like, so, so yeah. Uh, and, and with, with that being the case, um, I, I do want to segue now to to Parker. Uh, for those listening, Parker's not a, a a regular weekly watcher of the WWE product, uh, you, you know, for obvious reasons. But um, he did, yeah, right. But he did. He, the SmackDown he reviewed was the worst case match. <laughs> WWE's been really bad for a really long time. Yeah, for a really long time. So uh, especially the weekly TV, you know, right. um, like the talent mm-hmm. will sometimes. I, I watch the I watch the pay per views. I never yeah. ever watch TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the talent will overcome weird creative and do good things on paper because they just have to wrestle. But yeah, the, the TV is just not good. Um, but but Parker did check out uh, Triple H's official clean slate Raw debut um, this week. And so as a non regular viewer, Parker, what were what were your uh, what were your takeaways? What did you make of 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 uh, Paul Levesque's Monday Night Raw. Uh, I liked it. I, I thought it was uh, it, it was better than I even anticipated it would be based on the uh, the positive response. Um, I think it's weird. I think the the non wrestling because I watched the whole show. I watched everything start to finish. Yeah. Um, I actually thought the non wrestling stuff was like for the most part comparably good to AW this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Becky Lynch had a great promo and I thought the Bailey stable stuff all show was really well done and they come across as a really big deal and sort of like a wild card that can attack at any time. And that's actually like the one big thing I think AEW could take from WWE is do more like self-contained stories within a show. Yeah. Um, kind of like that. Exactly. We always bring up the, the punk thing. Uh, earlier on in the year when he had to when he had to pick a partner and it ended up being Moxley against FDR. Yeah, like I thought that was really cool. good. Um it's only like one of the defining dynamite moments of the year for me. Um mm-hmm. so I thought that was um even better than I thought it would be. The awesome US title video package made the two so triple threat matches and then the number one contender match feel like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um I thought the wrestling was still a little bit like just generally speaking overrated mm-hmm. um because they do so many mid-match commercial breaks that it's like it's uh, it just feels very formulaic and and dynamite feels formulaic but somehow this felt even more formulaic Mm -hmm. and the production just isn't as good like i hate the fucking camera cuts and all that um uh, with that being said oh and there was the dq at the what i thought was the best match of the show which was bianca and eo sky um that was good so uh so that that was disappointing like aw fucking never does dqs and i hate dqs Mm -hmm. and so and so that's a big thing for me but i um so so i wasn't as as, like crazy high in the wrestling as a lot of people i didn't think there was anything super blow away Mm -hmm. but there was nothing nothing even close to bad the bliss match was super short so it didn't mm-hmm. it was more of an angle than anything yeah every other match was like solid at worst mm-hmm. yes um, going up to very good in, in that women's match for me and uh, and champa styles as well so um yeah. uh so yeah i thought the show overall was like a big success if if raw is at this level i it's tough I would need both a both WWE main roster shows to be pretty much at minimum this level every mm-hmm. single week, or at least as like 
the baseline expectation. Obviously, yes. they're, they're always going to have a worse show every every now and then. Yeah. Um, it both Raw and SmackDown would need to be at this baseline level for me to tune in uh, on a weekly basis. I I think that's well said. Um, it, it's why for me personally, because when when I was watching it, I uh, you know. I, one of the things that I noticed was like, yeah, there's big improvements immediately on the mid card front, you know, just trying to like make that matter um, and, and, and feature good wrestlers wrestling, but, but also like the women's stuff, like this is like super cool um, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I don't think just with roster and style and stuff like they're, they're I don't think they're going to catch up to AEW's in ring from a weekly basis, like, you know, really for the most part. But um, I, I if, if there's anything that raw could do that, like gives me something that at a level above, um, the other weekly American shows, it, it could be depending on how you play your cards. Uh, this women's stuff, I, I, th- I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and and I, I also think that th- there is something cool about the fact that just uh, um, a women's stable versus Bianca being like the a storyline of the entire show, um, like like the fact that that's positioned that way and like that made it like the most. I think what was the highest rated RAW in like two and a half years. Uh, I think that's pretty cool. And that's like an optimistic sign. It, it means that like. You know, it is possible for people to care about that stuff. You know, like they didn't tune it out or whatever. Like they were into it. Yeah, um, I, so. I don't buy the idea that that WWE fans are like so conditioned to just like the standard WWE product and don't care about the wrestling at all. Mm. That that, just, that that never held weight to me, and I felt kind of indicated when I saw that rating this week. Yeah, it's interesting. I, t- to me, uh, my my take with the waiting rating is that like there's like a lot of just um um people in the just out outside of the orbit that are like I I would like to watch the show. I just have no faith in it being good. So there's no point in even caring. And the the new leadership was like, all right, let me see what's up here. And, and the fact that that added amount of people was like, because they did like about 400,000 more than they normally do on a good week. So that was like, holy, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, to me, um, smack, like at the end of the day, I, I was like, this is still a three hour show. Like, fuck, you know what I mean? And uh it's why like if smackdown could be at this level that's even better for me personally because then it's like this level but it's shorter you know uh mm-hmm. but yeah I, I, it's very interesting to hear your perspective on that park i just wanted to kind of get that uh anna you're also not a, a super regular viewer do you agree with parker uh, on with what he said about raw yeah i think it was better in all fronts because the thing with wrestling shows weekly shows is that i watch it for the wrestling you know i want to see good wrestling matches and wwe was just just wasn't giving it to me you know Mm -hmm. i think that in storylines and the way they structure the show is a little bit better than (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah it can be a little bit better than any w at at times you know because i think sometimes Sonica doesn't know how to properly book the show but the matches are so good that we don't care Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the matches were better and the whole thing with the women's division. I'm really excited for it, but I think SmackDown really needs to <laughs> get yes, a better right. division. Yeah. Women's yeah. wrestling. A big a big win yes. for women's wrestling in America this yeah. week. Yeah. And, and you just look at look yeah. at the you know the six involved and aside from like Bliss, I'm trying to remember who was the other one on the babyface side. Oh Asuka. Yes. Asuka. Uh, aside aside yeah. from Bliss, like now, hold on. Practically, practically Let's not slander. Let's not slander Alex. Practically everybody in that in that was, segment. He was is, supposed is, to be Becky, like, you know. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Felt felt on another level. Yeah, from like AEW, and I'm big women's yeah. wrestling advocate. Like, yes. I talk about it weekly on a podcast. I want it to be featured mm-hmm. if it's going to be good. Yeah. And yeah. and this is like 
I mean, WWE's for all their for all their flaws and everything, they sort of memed this women's evolution into like an actual thing <laughs> and ended up with just like a fantastic wrestler uh, yeah. roster of of women's talent at least yeah, on Raw. yeah and then the whole thing with triple h being in control now i think it's going to be way better because we, the women's division in the vince administration was just you know so bad they were sort of going back to the divas era so i wasn't really yeah into it. for sure yeah but they ha they have a great roster so the fact that triple h could pull pull up eo and bring mm -hmm. back dakota and do that stable that there was some news that vince uh, received the stable and he rejected it right yes so triple h just <laughs> decided to do it the the only thing they need to improve now is smackdown but I think if Charlotte goes back, it's already a big improvement because Charlotte is the type of person for me that she can sort of hold a division together on her own. So I think it can help a little bit. Mm -hmm. And maybe Sasha and Naomi, I think I would love to see them with Bianca. But if they yeah. go to SmackDown, that, that division is clear, mm -hmm. you know? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. big one. Um, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine, like, you know, the hype monger in me is like, oh, man, like, they got this old, this this hot six-person thing going on in Raw. Throw, throw, throw Sasha and, and, and uh, Naomi in that. But realistically, like... Uh, the other show, the other show is kind of dire when it comes to the talent, so you kind of like need need to throw them on there. Um, yeah. Speaking of women's wrestling, though, Parker and Anna, um, tell me about the five star Grand Prix. Uh, what do I need to know? What is this? Um, who are the people I need to look out for? Uh, explain it to a layman. Like, what's what's going on, and and, and what, what should I what should I be on the lookout for? I think you should go for it, Anna. You yeah. you go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> the Five Star Grand Prix is a tournament in stardom yeah. to define who's going to be the next challenger for whatever belt the person who wins wants to. Okay. It's often the red belt, which is the main title in stardom. Okay. And there's two blocks. It's, it's sort of a similar format to the G1, not this year because they're doing four blocks, but yeah. it's two blocks, it's uh, points-based. Hmm. And it, I mean, this year, it's Jordan really... is now the real show. <laughs> yeah, um, the real show. Stardom, yeah, finally. Year... Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Stardom, stardom yeah. is over. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> god damn. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll take notes. I'll take notes. <laughs> the, whole lineup, the whole lineup this year is so great. So yeah. there is yeah. not anyone that I would say, like, Oh, don't watch this person's matches, you know, because mm. everybody's having good matches. Even Mina Shirakawa, which is who I think <laughs> is the weakest in the mm. entire tournament, she had a good match. So it's it's really been great. I'm trying to do something on Twitter that after every single day of this five star Grand Prix, I post the matches that are most watched. So nice. also I'll find those tweets again and retweet it so you guys can see it. But it's it's been great so far. The thing I think I still think Julia's gonna win, but she lost her first two matches, yeah. which was yeah, yeah. But it's been really good. I think it's been better than the Ju one so far. So, so yeah, it's only been two days. Yeah, so it's it's twenty six wrestlers. It's a it's a full round robin with two block round robin with twenty six wrestlers. So a hundred and fifty seven matches in the tournament, including the finals. Um, so bigger than any G one has ever been. Um, it is seriously the most important uh, tournament in Joshi since uh, the heyday of uh, All Japan Women uh, in terms of the star power, the drawing power specifically of stardom, uh, their meteoric rise and everything like that. So it's a huge deal when it comes to uh, when it comes to Joshi wrestling. I mean, it's like the biggest deal out there mm -hmm. the, so much. So they started the, the, the tournament with two 
consecutive pay-per-views and yeah jordan i'm gonna get absolutely into this right now um we had two pay-per-views this weekend with our two first nights of black action i thought uh both nights had like four to five awesome matches on them uh and then everything else was at least good uh the the tournament like the first two nights i would say probably collectively have almost as many good matches as the entire g1 has had so far and i've watched everything of, of both um uh big storylines are so like yeah i think anna and i are in agreement julia is like the by far most likely person she's um she's like stardom's naito essentially um somebody who was like pushed to a massive extent almost like more so than she was ready for uh but then developed into living up to that um much like naito did she also has a similar charisma to him sort of more understated and uh sort of a tweener-ish than than just like a pure baby face um mm-hmm. so and she's never won stardom's world title and she hasn't held a singles title <laughs> since um early last year which is a big deal for somebody how you know they push as hard as julia so yeah um, and there's the whole yeah. thing that she was sort of supposed to win last year people thought yeah she was last year and mm-hmm. then she got injured in the middle of the tournament and she had to leave so mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of more pressure in her this year <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I thought she was going to win it last year, but like Anna said, she had to drop out yeah. in the middle of the tournament. And then Shuri won it. Shuri has held Stardom's World Championship ever since then. Uh, after really beating good. Utami, yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. She's been my Stardom MVP for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's fantastic. Uh, so just like some some storyline stuff from the first weekend was uh, Mirai, who mm-hmm. they signed in January, uh, who came from Tokyo Joshi Pro. Um, she has been pushed more than any wrestler outside of Julia in stardom in like a long, long time. She won the Cinderella tournament, which is like their new Japan cup essentially. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And she's challenged for both top titles already. Uh, and those are her only pinfall losses are those, are those title challenges. Wow. Uh, she beat Julia who we mm-hmm. just mentioned and Mayu Iwatani clean in consecutive nights this weekend um, this to, to start off the tournament. So Julia is um, the best wrestler that Great Brain has ever produced. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I think she's like, what is she like? Was she born in the UK? Yeah, or I, she I, like, think like, I remember yeah, seeing her, it and being her, completely her amazed. I, th- I think yes. her one, one of her parents is like Italian. Which is how she got the name, but but I think like British Italian, maybe I'm not exactly sure. Wait, wait, um, I, I is that her actual just... name? No. 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 Okay. Oh, I, I think I looked I it she, up this week. I think she has a, I think she has a name is... Japanese name, doesn't no, she? Yeah, name is something. It's, it's not like yeah. it's not oh, like yeah. Sarah Kaneda or something like that. No, no, she's Japanese. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's half um, Japanese, half Italian. Yeah. Oh, but she was born so, in Great Britain. Yeah, Julia's born um, in. Oh, there you go. So Keep, yeah, I mean, good, good yeah. information from our, our resident Joshi loving pervert, Jordan Batu. The five stars coming home. Five stars coming there's, <laughs> there's also the whole thing that Julia used to be tech partners with Shuri, but then okay. Shuri just sort mm-hmm. of, I don't know if she betrayed Donna Del Mondo. She started, she her, started own her own faction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have a question about Julia. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember like last year, there's a lot of discourse about just her, like um, from an in-ring standpoint, just not quite being, because if I'm not mistaken, didn't she kind of step into the shoes of um of, of the departed, uh, God, why am I forgetting people's names? No, was was it her? I remember she stepped into someone's one someone's shoes, and there was a lot of talk about like just her uh, from an in ring standpoint. Risa Hoshiki. Yes, I think so. Um, look at you. 
I, I, and I, I remember he's like, I know my shit, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I, and so I remember hearing a lot of talk about just her maybe not being quite up to snuff as some of the, some of the comparable talent. Uh, so I'm just curious, uh, if, so, if she's kind of, um, I guess filled out the, 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 the role, so to speak, you know? So Julia I is so. an ice, is an ice ribbon original. Yeah. Uh, she started her career in ice ribbon and, uh, one and of your she, favorite promotions in my literal favorite promotion. Wow, uh, so she, so she she signed in like late 2019, yeah. immediately given like a monster push. Mm-hmm. Um, like she was in the um, she had a she had a big feud with Hana Kimura. Uh, that was yeah. one, of, one of Hana's final you know big feuds. That, that's when I um, that's when I heard about her. That's when I first heard. About yeah, her. and then she was in she was in the the Stardom Offer match at Wrestle Kingdom that last year, the first ever women's match at, or um, I think yeah the first ever women's match at Wrestle Kingdom, um, which was huge considering she'd only been with the company for a couple months um yeah i think at the start she just wasn't so she's never she's not the athlete that a lot of other women are in okay in she's not she's not a flyer like mayu Itani or saya kamatani she's not a, a major powerhouse like uh utami Hayashishida. she's not she's nowhere near obviously the technical wrestler that former ufc competitor shuri is <laughs> um but um what she she just has a way to like get her match is over. It's it's pretty mm-hmm. uncanny, actually. Um, she's incredibly physical. Uh, she'll she'll do technical stuff. I don't think the technical stuff is that great, but she'll do like really nasty headbutts and suplexes and slaps and all this types of all this type of stuff. And just yeah. every her match should just get over. Uh, she does lots of brawling too. Um, she'll be she'll be kind of hardcore sometimes as well. So um, yeah, I think she easily lives up to to the push at this point. She's so intense. I think her matches are mm-hmm. just have so such gravitas to it. I think she really mm-hmm. started finding herself after the hair versus hair match against mm-hmm. Anakano that she had her head shaved. And Akira Hokuto actually down on her, her dangerous queen name, mm-hmm. which is a big mm-hmm. deal. So That's wow. I think Julia really lives up to it. Yeah, know, it's it a is, really it big deal. deal. Legend. Yeah, I, she I, gave her the Northern Lights bomb. You know, it's it's really important. Awesome. I think Julia, yeah, she's great. Really I, yeah, yeah, I, that's good to hear. I, I wanted to say, um, just, just, just as a broad uh, discussion point, um, what I noticed is like, because I, I watch, I see all the Joshi discourse from the fan base, um, uh, you know, from the outside, right? And I'm not, I'm not deeply following all these promotions, and you know, I'll see people just kind of like, uh, you know, I, I won't know for sure, but it, it just, it, it almost feels like they're, um. Uh, being a bit tryhard with their opinions sometimes when they kind of like disparage certain talents, you know what I mean? Um, and again, I, I don't I don't know for sure because I'm not watching these people. But mm-hmm. but what I do know is and and not to generalize, um, even if even in a positive way, but not to generalize, um, like pretty much every Joshi that's like come over to to AEW, right? For example, have been like really good, you know. Like they and and I have a friend, a personal friend Parker, who um, like he watches WWE and AEW. Um, but he's really into Joshi wrestling, and he 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 subscribed to Wrestle Universe, for example, right? And he ca- he keeps up with all the Joshi stuff in Wrestle Universe. And what he pointed out to me, which is kind of interesting and fascinating, was he says like the Joshi talent, um, they just inherently know how to perform uh, when it comes to like uh, you know getting over in like a uh, a performance dramatic character kind of way, especially like for example like TJPW. Mm-hmm. It was was yeah. what he explained to me, and and uh, it's an interesting point, uh, and and I think I think. Once I once I heard that, it made sense to me why the Joshis are able to get over um, in like a rampage or a dynamite setting, e- even when they come in kind of cold, because like they just kind of inherently know like certain things to do on a human level to just like speak to somebody. 
Um, and so even if you don't like know like a Rio, for example, or, or like a or um the Yuka Rio match is a perfect example. Like the sure. match when they first yeah. came out wasn't hard at all, but by the end of it they won it over mm. and they just willed the match over because they're just yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, and, and so and so yeah, it's just it's one of those things. And so like when you guys talk about like Julia, for example, and like what people were saying about her, I'm sure even at that early stage, like just not to do the comparison stuff, but I, I'm sure even like at that level, comparably to like the average like baseline american women's wrestler like i'm sure she's still like a lot better than like many of them um so it's, it's just interesting to think about and and, and i i think clearly with just how much how many promotions are existing concurrently and how many of them are being highly reviewed like especially by you parker uh, it, it seems like there's just a lot of talent on the scene uh, at the moment like the, enough to go around for like to sustain so many different promotions yeah there's there's like a ton out there it, it's great i i mean we just had the from this weekend um in in my discord we watched uh ibuki hoshi versus hikaru shida from ice ribbon um yeah. which was how's her how's her how's her uh, stuff over there been shida well well it, that was better than any AEW match she has ever had um wow it was it was fantastic and keep in mind mm. ibuki hoshi is 19 years old um, oh my god and uh yeah there, there's just it, it stuff like that it's just kind of next level like I, I don't like the idea. It feels very like xenophobic or, or like mm -hmm. a generalization to say that like Japanese wrestlers are inherently better or fundamentally yeah. more sound yeah, or yeah, anything yeah. like that because it's like case by case basis. Um, but the Standard. I definitely I definitely feel like the way um, Japanese women's wrestling structures their matches and puts everything together plays way more to the wrestlers' strengths mm. than. Um, than, than a lot of the stuff I see I see in American wrestling. I just never, you know, so so often on Dynamite, I feel like I'm watching two women or four women that are that are inherently talented in their own right, but it just doesn't like come together in, mm. in a super effective way. Whereas there mm. are there's almost never like a disastrous or like an outright bad match to me in in Joshi wrestling that's that's being featured. And so that's kind of the where, difference where the match there. falls apart and stuff like that midway. Yeah. Exactly. Emmy Sakura kind of talked a little bit about that when she was yeah. talking about the Thunder mm. um, Rosa match with um, mm. with Miyu. It's just kind of like yeah. the structure thing, and it's like they weren't playing to each other's strengths, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know what I mean? That's interesting. Um, yeah. So that's what that's kind of what came to mind when mm. you know, when you brought yeah. that up. What's up, Anna? No, I was going to mention what Monta is saying because I think that Emmy's, what Emmy said is basically the mindset they have in Japan. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think the mindset in the training is different. That's why they can have better matches in general, because mm -hmm. they try to match their style with the other person. They don't try to do the other person's style, you know. Yeah. And that's something that I see happening a lot in American women's wrestling, because they really try to play it up as style that maybe it's not the wrestler's style or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I feel that in Japan, they really learn when they're training how to deal with every single style while still being you. You know, that's why I like seeing matches like Azumi versus Shuri that happened this weekend was phenomenal. Yeah. And they have mm. completely opposite yeah, it was styles. A, it, was a, it was a high speed, like, like four foot 11 speedster <laughs> who was constantly running the ropes against a former UFC fighter. And they Yo, made it work. And yeah. it, was really, it was a really every, good every time I it see a clip, yeah. Every time I see a clip of the, the high speed stuff in stardom, uh, it, it feels like today's version of like wcw's cruiserweights in the mm -hmm. sense that uh in relation to like the rest of their product uh, it's just like people who are like so uh 
gifted in a way that's just different stylistically from like the rest of the show. And it's just like, holy shit, look at that. And, and, and it, it just shocks me that like we're still able, we're still able to have that in pro wrestling because it's like, you know, everybody knows how to do everything now. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows how to do everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like it's it's why like for example a cruiserweight division to me just doesn't make much sense uh in, in that like you could have it and it could be booked well but um the function of it it's almost to blow your mind uh and and like it, it's hard to blow your mind in wrestling now uh, uh in that kind of way because everybody everybody can do everything so like when when you have a, a division of people who could just work like faster and just have these frenetic um just highly intricate and skilled matches like that uh, it's just really really cool and, and I, I think it's to, to, to the promotion's benefit that like people post gifts and videos of it because it, it just brings up awareness you know to me i, I didn't know what the hell the, the high speed division was like two years ago you know and then like someone mentioned it and i saw it i'm like maybe what cozy super kick or something like that and it was like oh like, like what's that and i looked up looked it up and uh you know there you go so Good, good stuff there, guys. Um, I, I really appreciated that breakdown. You guys are now our official uh, Joshi <laughs> correspondents of WrestlePurist. Uh, so congratulations there. Uh, I'm going to definitely have you guys give us some updates. And uh, I will I will do my part to try to keep up with the scene a bit better than I have in the last year so that I can know what the hell you guys are talking about. Um, but but I really do appreciate that breakdown. I feel like you guys probably had good takes there. Um I'm going to I'm going to do I'm going to do really base level catch up of stuff in, in a week so that I can just have the stupid hot takes to counter you guys within a week. But no, actually, Azumi is not good. good, good. Um, but in, in all seriousness, I, I appreciate the insight. Uh, I think you guys were awesome there. Um, Monty, what what else is there really to get into? Is, is there is there any news to break down? Any uh, any any anything? Um. Not really, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, then th- you know what? If we don't like Christian, any... Blake. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, for those for those who don't know, Blake should we Christian... be doing a agenda, agenda conversation? No, not an agenda conversation. <laughs> I, what I will say is, um, yeah, Tony Khan has 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 signed Blake Christian to the AEW Ring of Honor banner. Uh, it's unknown if he's tiered or if he's like officially hashtag All Elite right now. Uh, Blake Christian to me is a is is a um. Uh, he is what's the word I want to use? He the is a epitome of a guy a blank canvas. <laughs> sure, yeah. he um he is a suitable fine athlete, I I suppose. Um, he's a fine person to add to the Ring of Honor roster to do things, I suppose. Um, and so his signing isn't inherently uh, offensive or anything like that. He's not awful. Um, but, but what I will say is, and, and, you know, am I jumping the gun? Does Tony have something on his sleeve? Perhaps. Um, but if we are living in a situation where Bandito is willing to sign with your promotion and you just have not gotten to do that, um, you just might not be him, especially if, and I swear to God, guys, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm telling you, if I see this guy Bandito appear on a WWE show, um, like I'm gonna bully Tony Khan. Like I'm just gonna bully him. Like it's like, what's wrong with you? Like literally, what is wrong with you? You're you're on all these Ow. radio shows talking about, you know, oh, it's so fun what's going on now. Like the competition, like this is great. Like yeah, it's great for the fans. And <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like okay, that that's cool, Tony. Sign Bandito. Like just sign Bandito. You know what I mean? Like stop talking. Just call this man. You know, again, if there's another factor involved that's causing this to not have happened, if Bandito just doesn't want to live in the United States or he's just opposed to this. Then so be it. But if he's if he's willing to sign and you just have not signed him and you allow him to slip out of your fingers and go to your competition, um, what is wrong with you? you he was literally I mean? in Ring of Honor. Like he was in Ring of Honor. 
Yeah, and he was their champion. Like I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he like he made it. He made You were backstage. You were there. <laughs> he's got he's got one world champion that he doesn't even want there, and he's there. Yeah, and he, yeah. but he, but he won't sign. Yeah, no. There's yeah, like so it, many. Oh, go ahead. What's up, Andy? No, I was gonna say that I don't have any faith in the WWE bookings of Luchadores because besides Rey no. Mysterio, like there's haven't seen a, a there haven't been like a single one that I think was well booked. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I don't want to see him there. There Please. is an absurd, like, yeah. like to me as a fan, mm-hmm. like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, kind the of coming guy. from my own, my own, yeah. So lucha is my favorite style of wrestling. Like, I, if there was a competent lucha promotion, that would be my favorite in the world. Um, yeah. With that being said, I think there is like just a crazy disproportionate amount of unsigned or signed, like undersigned, if that makes sense. People mm-hmm. who are in like Impact and stuff, yeah. who maybe deserve mm-hmm. a higher. Uh, you know, a taller. Oh, the right of Keaton people uh, are. Yeah, exactly. Right, so there's there's Bandito, there's Dragon Lee, there's Black Taurus, there's Laredo Kid, and then even guys like Aramis and Ares and Ray Horus and Flamita. But like, like like Bandito and Flamita were like one of the best tag teams in America and Mexico. Parker, I'm going to stop right the there. Happened. You, you just named a bunch of people that, from a skill standpoint, are comparable to some of the best American wrestlers on television right now. And, yeah. and yet, and yet, they're not positioned that way. I know, you know? Like they're like these people are not meaningfully different skilled than like Ray Phoenix or Penta. Yeah. Penta's yeah. got an incredible crowd connection more so than any yeah. of those guys. But in terms of just wrestling, which is by far the number one thing that gets over in AEW, like I don't know, man. And and the promotion was built on lucha libre. That's what the Bucks are trained in. The, like, yeah. the, the, the it, the like fundamental um, part of what made the early AW pay per views so notable was the, was the Lucha Bros being involved and dude, being dude, in, close, in those Bucks match. Cl- close your eyes and just listen to Excalibur commentate like a frenetic, uh, you know, Buck style yeah. AW match. And, you know what you're gonna they, hear? You know what you're gonna hear? Casadora, Tigueras, Tope Suicida, Tope Conhilo, Quebrada, Hurricane, Quebrada, Pescado. Commander's over here. Well, what's that over here? He's over in the States currently, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> like yeah, that you said over here. here. That's funny. Cup commander. <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys? Yo, Keem made a Keem made a, a, an interesting po- uh, post, Parker. And I, I had a I had a, a joke underneath that was like, this is kind of funny to me. Pop me. Um. So like, have you guys heard about how like shooting Skywalker from from Dragon Gate is going to be at a, at a GCW show, right? Mm-hmm. So Parker pointed out how like GCW is getting kind of snuggly with, with with World Wrestling Entertainment lately. You know, Stephanie McMahon has become very cozy with Mr. Brett, Brett Lauderdale. Uh, he's yes. inviting him to all their big shows. They're hanging out and stuff. And uh, King was just kind of like, be wary. This could be a bit of a, you know, uh, you know, tryout. Parker's like, fuck. Um, it just could you could you just imagine, right? If we 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 reach a, we reach a reality where Hunter just calls Brett and he's like, hey, uh, you know, um, been wanting to take a look at this guy. Uh, can you fly out a uh, Shin Skywalker for me? I just want to give him a look, brother. I'll send you some money. You know, you just put him on your show. I give him a look, and then I'll throw him a contract. And Brett's like, "Yeah, big bro, <laughs> of course." Like that's just that's just nasty. You know what I mean? I, hate, and, I hated that. Yeah. Just just a man that every like cool international wrestler that shows up in GCW is literally just it, it's just Triple H video library. Um, it, it's like it's like a it, it it's just um tape for him to study to sign someone like that's just like really nasty you know? and, and even just like getting back to like lucha libre and gcw yeah. like you so gcw has done a smart thing and they've they are they've consistently booked luchadors all year yeah and if you watch the show 
it's the best on, stuff. On, on balance, it, it is literally every show it's the best stuff. Not only is it the best stuff, often on shows with John Moxley on the show, yeah. it is more over than Moxley's. Moxley's entrance always gets over, but like his matches yeah. and, and the finishes, like the the just just the show this past weekend had an unbelievable lucha six six man i gotta i gotta really. check it out i i i, um, I only saw yeah. the bandito versus uh it, it was the the six man tag was better than the the four way at 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 um no it was better than the four it was better than the hammerstone one it was better than the four way at rick flair's last match really who, who was involved who was yeah. involved it was it was gringo loco black taurus uh, and i don't know gringo loco <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Green, yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, great name. Yeah, that's a hilarious uh, name. Uh, they, it was th those two, but they were against uh, Laredo Kid Commander Commander and uh, and ASF, who has put a mask on He's now. Good. Oh, really? Um, does it does it look yeah. shitty? Is it like a kid's mask, or is it like actually pretty nice? It's kind of goofy. Mask. It's not. It's not a normal lucha mask. Like oh. you can see, see a lot of his face. I'm trying to remember oh who the other guy God. was in the match, but it was just unbelievable. Uh, the stuff gotcha. that they were doing, the crazy dives they were pulling off. So yeah, I mean, it's just like, and it's like everybody likes it, unless you're one of the old school. Like that's so crazy. Like why is he standing there catching him? Mm -hmm. Like everybody likes it. Yeah. Um. So so I don't know. It, it that's like. Overall, in terms of roster building, I think that's such a missed opportunity for anybody in the states. Yeah, um, but especially a work rate promotion like AEW, like you got you got to sign him. Oh, the other guy was Jack Cartwheel. No, of course. You know the story of Lucha to me in the United States, Parker. Like if you if you look at it historically, no matter it's funny. This is a historically proven thing, and yet nobody learns from it. Uh, it's that um, historically dating back thirty years. They can just throw luchadors in a state in a show, right? And like no one knows who the hell they are, <laughs> and the crowd might even be adverse or even opposed to oh, what yeah. about to see. And like by the end of it, like they're losing their minds. And and you look to, I mean, obviously there's the famous AAA Worlds Collide show in '94 in, in California that got over huge, and everybody blew, you know, they blew everybody's mind. And like that show was so good that it got Psychosis and Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio mm -hmm. contracts and stuff like that. Um, Dude, Parker, I will literally fire up any random Nitro from like the Monday Night Wars era, right? Oh yeah. And 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 I swear to God, literally, I, I watched one just the other day that had um had Ultimo Dragon. It had um a handful of guys. Cosis is in it. Ray's in it. And, Super and crazy there. No, no, he wasn't in there. But but, but there's a bunch <laughs> of Luchadors in it. And 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 I kid you not, Parker, at the start of the match, the crowd is just chanting USA, which is blatant like oh protest God. of it, 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 <laughs> it's it's blatant protest of what they're seeing, right? There's wow. a USA, USA. I don't yeah. want to watch this bullshit. And I kid you not, um, Ray does that. Uh, what what is it? The West Coast, the, the move where like he it, it's like a Rana pin thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah, the it, it, the West Coast pop. Yeah, he the, does that. He does that to Ultimo Dragon, and then like someone does like a tornillo like off the top rope to break the pin, and then the crowd is so like, awesome. Like it's so cool. I think it was Psychosis who does the tornillo to break the pin, and you just see mad like just like chubby like white dudes in the front row literally go like, whoa, <laughs> that was cool. They did that, <laughs> and literally they're, oh, this they, was incredible on the they, weekend. It, it, it resulted in David Crockett lost <laughs> lost his mind watching. <laughs> David Crockett does not like. He clearly has not watched wrestling in like four years. Dude, I, David Crockett was so good. I yeah. loved listening to him. He was he, great. He, he was funny because you know what he feels like to me, it, it, Parker. David Crockett is is Manny to me when we're watching like Adam's Era Raw on, on on Discord. In that he's just asking about everything. 
because he is <laughs> as if like he's never seen it. And so David, like he, when he was watching the the machine guns versus uh, versus the American Wolves, like he's just like. So what what's his strategy and like how does he win this match? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a seventeen. That killed me when uh, um, Joe, Joe mentioned it on one of his podcasts last week. Yeah, yeah. When uh, when Andrade came out and Shivani's like, oh, he's one of the you know he's one of the toughest competitors in all of AW and Crockett's like, I've never seen him before. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was weird to see Tony in a um. It, it, as the driver of of a com, of, of commentary because he hasn't done that in so long, like an AW commentary, he just hangs out and just goes like, "Yeah, oh, this no, is crazy." I thought he did a really good job. Driving yeah, yeah. Things. I thought, yeah, 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 he did. Um, I, have, have we talked? Has has the purest pod talked about Ric Flair's last match? Very, at all? very, very briefly. I, 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 if you want to get into it, feel free to because we didn't really yeah. get to do too much. About yeah, it. I, I was just gonna say, I think we'll probably we'll probably close it out pretty soon. Yeah, um, yeah. but. I, I just have to put over Andrade in that yeah, match. Yeah, go for it, man. As, for it. like, he, he was so incredible to me in that match. Like, like one of the best individual performances I've seen out of a wrestler all year. Like, obviously, you need you need Lethal to be the yeah. guy who bumps all over the place for Ric Flair. And he did that well. And yes. you need um, you need Jarrett to be the guy who gets the crazy heat um, yes. and, and, you know, sort of directs traffic with some of the hardcore spots and everything like that. And so he was mm-hmm. great there, too. Mm-hmm. But Andrade, knowing exactly how to set up every convoluted flare spot, how to <laughs> have perfect timing, like he knows exactly when to bring himself into the match, give like give flare a break. Um and stay in there and keep it engaging and when it's time to not have the attention be on him he completely backs off and he's like it's not about me um when he's he's like it was it was like almost like meta when he's given rick the 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 knucks and he's trying to encourage him to get it to get it going um just like you would if this was real right um he, he was so great there and then you know the elation at the very end where he's practically holding flair up so he doesn't fall over he's giving him the belt at the very end he's holding his arm up um uh, it was just like it was awesome i i cannot put over andrade enough as one of those performances and and, and the the other aspect to that and we kind of just touched on it is like frankly even in 2022 luchadors and of course mexican americans in general have a reputation for being um a, a, a horrible one right a, a stereotype for being either lazy or unprofessional or anything like that, unreliable, even like dumb to, to, the, to the point where it's it's a barrier to even getting contracts from these wrestlers. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, he he plays politics and this and that. And it's like, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, a bit unsubstantiated. Yeah, everybody plays politics. It's wrestling. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and so for him to be like, he was so just straight up intelligent in that match mm-hmm. in in his timing and knowing exactly what to do in every single moment. Um, and I, I just have to, I just had to put him over, especially in, and there's like all these weird little aspects to it. Like Flair is a lifelong Republican national party donor um, <laughs> that, and I'm not saying that to be like goofy. I'm saying that yeah. to be like, like it's, it's, it's about the show. It's about, it's about yeah. the show. It's about doing what you can to, being a professional to, to put over Ric Flair's last yeah. match, no matter like how wacky or, you know, distasteful or unlikable of a guy he is at this point. Like Andrade 
did he, know, he, 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 he did he did the work, which I think is like the what fundamentally makes wrestling so great. And, and, doing, and mind you, he, he did it, and he did it in a, in a situation where like this guy Rick was literally dying on the like in the ring, like he literally. spot is terrifying. I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm watching Rick right after after the vertical suplex, like. I, I, like I thought he died because <laughs> like, like he couldn't move. He never stood up ever again. Andrade had to like slap him awake, like slap him awake and shake him, yeah. shake the brass knuckles like, in his hand. He's, 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 get up! It's it's literally like seeing like a guy help their senior citizen grandpa who just like fell like off <laughs> a flight of stairs, and like he he woke him up. I, I said this in the, in the review, uh, Parker. Like I thought. If he had to, he was gonna ball up Rick's fist for him and grab it and do the punch for him. He, if he had to. exactly. He would have done it. He would have been like, oh, just, wasn't needed. Yeah, like he would have held him up. Literally held his body with one. Do you remember Parker that Drake and Josh episode where that famous girl was like, Oh yeah, out yeah. And and Drake and Drake and Josh are dragging her body around like the movie theater and shit. I thought he was gonna pick up Rick and do his moves for him just to get through the match. Like this dude, to me, people, you know, I it, it's not a. Uh, uh, a well-received match like by critically and and a lot of like there's a lot of negative cage match ratings and look if you thought it was a disaster like you know that's your prerogative um to me to me um you know there are disastrous elements of it like the fact that rick flair is wrestling at like 70 whatever when he literally is in like shambolic physical condition yeah and, he, he should have never been in the ring like yeah, i yeah. think that, that's like an objective yeah, statement yeah yeah, yeah yeah but but with that said it could have been way 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 worse than it was and, and and the reason it wasn't and the reason why it actually to me kind of came together in the last like, quarter of the match um like once we got the blood and like the heat and you know the the, the uh guitar spot and stuff like that like the, the, the reason why it, it turned into a wrestling match like and, and it, it's it's a testament to literally all three of the guys wrestling around this dying man and and and, and the one who did it uh in, in like you said it's an intelligent way was was andrade who yeah man he walked in there you know, probably less than ideal circumstances, probably, you know, very dubious situation. Um, and he just pulled it off. I don't know if you guys saw one of the funniest things about the match to me was um, there's a shot. There's an angle where Rick's like ringside by the barricade fighting with uh, Jared. And you just you get perfect view of Undertaker's face. And like it, it's so deadpan, like you can see, like in his face, you know, he thinks he's like, "This is this is just so bad." Like, you can see in his face, like he is just like, "Oh my!" Like he he is so unmoving. And you, I well. thought, no, no, I thought you were gonna mention the heart attack spot where he oh pretended to have a heart God. attack. <laughs> that oh was great, God. dude. He oh. worked me so hard. I, like, oh, I actually oh. believed it. You, you thought you yeah. thought he was gonna heart attack? He was gonna die. <laughs> I legit thought he was gonna die right there. Oh my god! Oh, 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 oh no! Dude, what a what a fucking worker till the very end to to, to like have something that could have feasibly happened. He's like, oh. he's like he's like trying to do. He's not he's not doing like a pro wrestling cell where he's like, oh, he, he's like, he's and and because he's Rick Flair, he's a worker. You just know in one of his freaking podcasts a few months from now, Conrad's gonna be like, take us to a spot where uh, you weren't standing for about 20 minutes. And, he's, and you know what Rick's gonna say? Rick's gonna be like, selling, brother. I was just selling. selling. I was just selling. He's like, no, you were dying. You were dying, bro. Like, you were fucking dying. <laughs> I saw someone. I saw someone on Twitter say that like after the suplex, not long after, it's like Rick probably thought he was dead, and at the end of the match, he just kind of like he just he woke up. <laughs> he, no, I, you know he did. It, the funny part about it is they were gonna do it off the top, like turnbuckle, and yes. <laughs> you you know they're like like Lethal was like, 
Nah, not this time. Jay Lethal took one look at that man and he's like, no, he's taking enough. He's not going to take it. He communicated in his ear. He was like, you ready, Rick? And Rick went, and he was like, all right. (laughs) Guess not. (laughs) He was like, yeah, let me just, let me do. And he does a really slow, soft, delayed vertical and it still like annihilated him. Like it's still like, he was just incredible. Crumbled, turned him into dust. That was worse than any Ward low power bomb. That was worse than... Worse than any V trigger. Did, did you know that Parker? Did you know that Rick wanted to do a dive off the top turnbuckle to the outside in this match? Charlotte had to tell him no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Char- yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte was like, oh. "Don't, don't do that." Good, yeah. good for Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. Good I, wonder was, I wonder what it was actually. Rick Blair like, got like. his life saved by by both Charlotte and Charlotte's husband. In, in that. <laughs> you know, he was like, "I'm gonna do it, brother," and it's like. Don't, like, I think don't. he's like no. I, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna do that. I think it's really <laughs> important to me. Yo, thank God, Steamo didn't take this back. <laughs> yeah, I think the pressure was on Andrade because Charlotte must must talk to him before the match. Yes. So like if anything happens to my dad, it's yeah. over. You can't yeah. kill my dad, Andrade. <laughs> Literally, like he's like, he's like, he's like, bro, I got it. I got this. I got this. <laughs> Just got into Tranquilo. the match, locked in. Yeah, exactly. yeah tranquilo. That's insane, man. I was going to say DDP is in his like mid 60s. He's not that far off from Ric Flair's age, but he looked like in great shape on the show. He, and he looks in such great shape. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he did a diamond cutter, popped right back up. There was no hesitation. Man, what I, man, I'm in my 20s and when I fall down, I go uh, and get up like, uh. I'll just stay down here for a moment. Yeah, and this man did a diamond cutter and got up like, bang, he did his, his little pose. I was like, damn, bro, aren't you like... That, that, that's him, though, isn't it? You know, yeah. uh, DDP that, war, that, you know, that, to the world. yoga, man. It's the yoga. <laughs> it is. That's the funny thing. He's, um... Yeah, um, everyone, Dom and Dallas Page, legend, can still hit the cutters, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I guess before we close up, Monty, uh... What did I want to say? Um, oh no. Okay, okay. No, 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 no hot takes, no discourse, <laughs> no agendas. Um, I, I generally like everybody in this podcast today because AO is not here and, and Chris is isn't here. Um, so so uh you know, so none of that. What I what I it's actually just a bit of a question because um Mr. Paul Levesque, he chose to elevate Ciampa with his first chance at Raw, right? And you know whether you like that choice or not. I know Isra. Isra personally told me that she's not a Champa fan, so that choice was like nasty to her. It was just a pretty funny perspective to hear. Um, I guess my question is, uh, and I, I, you probably have to know. No, no, you know, just yeah. I'm not going to make it brand specific because I don't even remember who's on what show. But um, if there's any other person you would you would like him to kind of pluck from obscurity and elevate to a major spot. Um, who would be that one person for you? And you can't pick like a Drew or someone who already has like a good spot, right. I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, we'll, we'll start with Parker. Yeah. For like I said, I'm not super in tune with like WWE. I obviously yeah. know who's there. Um, yes. If I had to like, I don't know. I, I would love. There's sort of there's sort of a, a half answer and then and then maybe a, a true like obscurity answer. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think like Gunther needs to just be like Walter and Walt- be himself. Like he was so fucking over and like awesome for so long that mm-hmm. to change that in any way is just like such a mistake to me. Yes. Um, so whatever he can do, I, and I don't think he has to fucking get fat again or whatever. <laughs> he, can, he can be shredded. Yeah. Um, 
it, like he can still be a, a menace and a monster because he's got these like weird wiry arms and yeah. like, giant hands and shoulders and everything too um so i, I would love to see him um uh, the, the my my real obscure answer would be a kid uh, axiom oh in, there you in go xd 2.0 yeah, yeah 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 i think is like a preternaturally gifted wrestler um at sat only like word two. yeah yeah okay uh <laughs> he's what is he 24 um really and yeah he's, yeah he's, he's that young he's, wow he's a wow. he's a kid He's um, like, oh, he's He's Velveteen Dream's favorite wrestler because oh, he's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw that tweet. Everybody's face. I swear to God, I saw that tweet. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, seriously, I think he's just so fantastic. He can do yeah. technical stuff. He can do hard hitting stuff. He can be a high flyer. Um, take the fucking mask off him like he's like a yeah. handsome ass guy too like mm -hmm. like the, the only thing against him is that he's small and doesn't speak great english and that's it okay so so mm -hmm. I, I would say i would say him if murph was here he would say akira tozawa um tozawa's great he, i mean he's yeah. one of the best he's sick uh my answer would probably be like uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say tyler Bate. um i, I think i think he could be like a, a a superstar in a wrestling company like genuinely I, I think he like already has all the tools i said this to monty and monty said this to me um like he's he's like and it's not even a slight at like the uh young core of guys that AEW is pushing like the the killers as they call them but he's he's like above them in terms of skill at this point uh so in my opinion so yeah no, I'm, I'm a big tyler big guy i wouldn't i wouldn't be opposed to that anna oh god i have so many so many names first of all just bring pete Dunn back I okay. don't want no Bush thing anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. Mustafa Ali, I just want okay. him back on TV, mm -hmm. and I think he did a great showing in Raw. So okay. I think Mustafa Ali, yeah, he has to win a title soon. Also, I would uh, put uh, bring to SmackDown Kaylee Ray, now up a fire. I think she okay. could really help the division. And okay. maybe Meiko Satomura, just take her out of NXT UK, because that thing sure. is completely shambles right now. Yeah. The whole situation with the Meiko Saray match that was supposed to happen, but then you Priestley <laughs> so fucking garbage. weak woman come back. It was so, it was so bad. Yeah, oh, so boy. just get Meiko out of it. I mean, imagine a Meiko EO match in WrestleMania or something. Like, they Sounds have really they good. had some of the best women's matches in history. Like in oh, oh, they, oh, they 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 faced before? No, yes, not the that. Are, well, they they faced yeah. together, but I mean, just like in general, they're yeah, yeah, the they're unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, so I think there there's a match in the I think it's 2015 year end okay. climax in Sardom that mm -hmm. is one of my favorite women's matches ever. You know, so I really like to see Mako in the main roster if they're mm -hmm. gonna treat her well, of course. Mm -hmm. Interesting. That's good, Monty. Do you have an answer before you take us home? Hmm, I was going to say Tyler Bate because... Oh, they're going to say Seamus. He's a local <laughs> lad. Uh, Seamus is heavily featured, though, man. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to see him, like, genuinely treated like one of their... Yeah. Top, 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 top. top Maybe not top, top guys, but top guys, like, main event in regular. Marcus, <laughs> um, why not? If it was my promotion, he'd be, <laughs> he'd be my, my world champion in this oh, company. Oh, my God, you know? yeah. Uh, um, not OC Theory? Uh, Cameron Grimes, maybe. What about, what about Nathan, Nathan Frazier. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think NXT, to be honest. Grayson Waller? Grayson, he's better than Fury, bro. Dex. 
Yeah. <laughs> Bryson Bryson stacks. Stacks. <laughs> stacks. Oh my god, Tony Khan's obsession with two dimes is, is very fascinating to me. Like uh he, he really <laughs> believes in this guy. Like is, he is really... two dimes the worst wrestler in the world. Is he... <laughs> Like I've never seen somebody like so immediately hated by by an audience. It was so good, and I was so excited because I only saw him the one time when I covered like stand and deliver or something like that, and, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Hey, this guy's pretty pretty good. I like I like Tony D'Angelo and the family." The, the six tag he was in was was actually a good match. Like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Cole Carter. Wacky. This man, this man, Tony put him in the in, in the uh, QT Marshall uh, stable already on like dark, I think. So yeah. so good, good for him. Two dimes is making a couple dimes, uh, you know, in AEW right now. So there you go. And on uh, that note, on that note, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Um, yeah, man, I will go. You guys I'll go around, coming, man. I appreciate you guys coming. I'll go around real quick. We'll do the yeah. plugs and the outro sort of thing. Um, yeah. P, you got anything that you'd like to plug before we get out of here? Uh, I just. I, Scott Edwards, who's my co-host on on the Five Star Joshi Pod, he does like so much incredible stuff. So I would just say, He's if you're great. listening and and you liked what we had to say about Joshi, go listen to him. And then everything Purist does, I'm not really interested in self promoting, uh, but <laughs> anything Purist does in terms of the pods, the written stuff, anything like that, uh, give him a follow and, and a read as well or a listen. Scott's great. Um, a former Purist, he used to do our weekly Joshi update. Uh, wow, look at that. To- we have alumni. Then, uh, yeah, we finally have an alumni. Uh, yeah. He got the big money offer from Fightful. Yeah, uh, look at that. He's, <laughs> he's, doing, he's, doing, uh, he's doing great work over there. So, so are you saying he's sold out to the Fed? Sold <laughs> 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 out. Well, yeah, Scott, Scott's great. Um, he's still doing all his Joshy content over at Fightful. Um, of oh, course, awesome. he has his podcast with, uh, with P as well, which is great. And, you know, he's just a great guy all around. So before I can I get com- comments in, in the live chat of how I did? I just want I just want to see that in the meantime, while everybody else does their does their plugs. Yeah. Anna, anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, the only thing I have is my podcast, but it's in Portuguese. So if you want to come give it a listen, I don't know. And of course, it's cut. It's cut is great. And I, I'm not going to say too much, but maybe I'll do something with him very soon. So no. Oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa, just follow me on Twitter. This man, Scott's on fire. Another uh, sellout. Yeah, right. Another sellout. <laughs> listen, guys. Um. Parker, I thought you were sensational. Um, I'm really pissed off at how professional you were. It, like you were like you were like media trained for this, and it, it, it upsets me because like I, I don't want to be the, the least professional person here. Um, but in all seriousness, you, I thought you were tremendous. Uh, your insight was very very valuable, and 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 uh, and uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, needed, um, valued. Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you so much for being white boy that's goaded with the sauce yeah no park 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 parker's one of the like two cool like white person people in uh, the world no and p and anna carried hangman sure sure i'll I'll take it i'll take it seven stars p i'll take it listen i'm letting you guys carry me because i'm saving my energy for ao you know what i'm saying that's the big match Mm -hmm. i mean ao next week is parker and anna killed it with their five stars absolutely absolutely listen anna and parker i appreciate both of you guys you guys are valued members of russell curious and you can you can be uh, on the podcast pretty much any time you want, frankly. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so like that's just me saying that. And you know, as the head of creative of, of Russell Pierce, uh, live on live on the air, uh, you guys are great, Anna. You know, sensational as always. Uh, the insight is very welcome, uh, Monty. Uh, you know what I mean. Keep keep uh, keep. I, I appreciate you tolerating uh, my my continued lateness. Um, 
the only announcements or things I want to plug is just uh, we have a new WrestlePure signing that will be announced to the public uh, sooner rather than later. And so be on the lookout for that. I don't even uh, know about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pulling a Tony Khan here. Lots of surprises, you know. Um, yeah, we have a new signing. We have a, a lot of fun things on the horizon. Maybe potentially even a Monday Night Raw review weekly. We'll see. Um, we have uh, an All Stars podcast coming up, which is going to be an absolute um, mess, but uh, hopefully a fun one. Um, but yeah, man, a lot of things on the horizon. A lot of things to look forward to. Uh, hopefully me continuing to just dominate AO verbally and sending him into the hospital, you know, um, that's all fine. Well, and good. Um, expect to see Rob and Chris soon. in one of these, uh, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate just, uh, all the feedback, all the people who support this podcast last week, we did 3.2 thousand, uh, viewers for the Thursday pod, which is like unprecedented. It's insane. Uh, and especially comparable to just a lot of other people who do wrestling podcasts. That's, a, that's just crazy to me. Uh, so I just appreciate everybody. Uh, you know what I mean? You guys are so talented and insightful. Um, and with that said, uh, Brian Danielson forever. CM Punk is the man. Um, and, and, uh, you know, stay dumb guys. That's, that's an insider right there. Yeah. Yeah, That's an insider right there. We're building a, we're building a pretty good team. Yeah. Yes, we are. uh, Yes, we are. Like uh, Hollywood said, some great talented people. And we do appreciate you very, very much. And we definitely appreciate all the viewers that, um, tune in to watch us talk shit about wrestling pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be back either at some point on the weekend or Monday. So, um, yeah, man, please like, subscribe, support us any way you can. It's always massively appreciated. Thank you again, P, Anna, and Hollywood, and we will be back very soon.